Welcome back, everyone, to the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, Joel McDonald, that is me, and as always, my very, very good friend and co-host, Mr. Kyron Morrison. How are you doing, good sir? Mr. Kyron Morrison, is it this week? Yeah, I'm being very formal oh, this week. Yeah. Very formal. Uh, We're I'm doing business good, mode. Yeah, Business mode. <laughs> yeah. Two weeks for me, three. <laughs> exactly, you know, we're firing up, yeah. Only, well, only professionalism um, from here for, from here on out. <laughs> I, yeah, let's not get too crazy. Um, <laughs> hey, man, you um, set the tone. I did. I'm just yeah. following. Damn it! Damn it! Um, See, so good, awesome, good to hear. It's always good to hear. <laughs> what have you? Uh, what have you been up to this week? Uh so the main thing I've been doing is, which we'll get to. We. I'm not going to talk about it this week and what I've, what I've been playing because I've only put a little bit of time in it in you know retrospect as to how long it is. But I've been playing Dark Souls again. Nice, 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 love it. Uh, I saw I saw Deadpool two today, so I've seen oh, that now. Yes, check that off the list. Yes. I really enjoyed it. I had a really fun time watching it. It's such a fun movie. Yeah, I, I was worried going into it, obviously, just because of how much I enjoyed the first Deadpool, and with the the comparably comparably larger budget being thrown at this one of course i was concerned a little bit concerned but the last the most recent trailer kind of brushed a lot of that aside and seeing the movie now in full big fan really enjoyed it yeah i i i loved it it was such a fun movie um speaking of movies kyron i saw a movie on last thursday i uh i saw solo I do plan on seeing Solo at some point, hopefully. Yeah, look, I'm I'm interested to hear what you think about it. I am I'm whelmed by it. <laughs> I'm not overwhelmed, well, I'm not underwhelmed. I'm just it's a movie. I if I had not seen it and if it had been spoiled for me, I would have been like, Yeah. Okay. It's been really divisive from what I've seen. Like even yeah. our, our good friend Broad saw it and he said he would he enjoyed it. He compared it to yep. like one of the uh not top tier, but like mid tier Marvel movies, like an Ant Man or a Doctor Strange, and oh, I, see, I just, I'm interested. Was... And I'm F- Lando. Lando has me. I yeah. want to see Lando. For, from that point on, is when like the, the I I started to enjoy the movie. But there's just some stuff early on that I was like, oh boy, this is really bad writing. <laughs> like really bad writing. Oh, those jokes in Deadpool two were so good. Yep. Yep. I just, no. I just I liked I liked Deadpool two. Go see Deadpool, Deadpool two if you like Deadpool one. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking a yeah. Actually, if you I've don't even like, heard if you people... didn't like Deadpool one, maybe be careful seeing Deadpool two. I've heard some people that have like went and saw it and and didn't like Deadpool one at all, or, or haven't even seen Deadpool one. Um, one of Damask from uh, uh from uh, Hunting Seasons, uh, one of her friends went and saw it, and she hadn't seen Deadpool one at all. Went and saw two and loved it, and I was like, wow, that wow, wow, interesting. It's a it's it's yeah. a fun movie. It's a nice it's a really fun, fun movie, movie to go and see and laugh at some jokes, but from for what sure, I hear, Solo's sure. not not as well. Not not to say it's easy to watch, but like it's it's just generating more divided opinions. And I, I mean, I guess I sort of expected it as well. Yeah, no one really wanted a Han Solo movie. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, it's just I, I I'm not saying it's a bad movie by any stretch of the imagination. Like, I enjoyed it, but there's it can't no be as way... bad as the prequels. <laughs> No, God no, God no, no. It's it's still watchable. Like, um, there's not a there's not a Jar Jar Binks in sight, so it's fine. Um, but the, but yeah, I just compared to like Deadpool two, where like I we Ash and I both got halfway through it. We were talking about it afterwards, and we were like, there was a point in Deadpool two 
um, with with some uh, some certain cameos, which that's all I'll say. You'll understand what I mean by that, Kyron. Um, I think I know what cameo me- you mean, and I was I was half laughing, half sad when I remembered certain movies. Yeah, yeah. and I was like, because I, I was frantically trying to look. I was like, oh, and at that point, I was like, damn, I want to see this movie again now. And yeah, Ash and I were both like, I could easily go back in and watch that movie again right now. I just, it was just such a fun movie to watch. Um, and having watched the first one before the night before as well, again, I was like, yeah, this this is fun. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, I haven't really watched Deadpool since I saw it at cinemas like two or three times mm. when it was, it was first released. I watched it a few times, actually. It still holds up. It's still really funny. Like, I'm still, I just it, really like, 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 Ryan Reynolds is just great. He's so great. Have you had a chance to watch that uh, interview with Jack Jacksepticeye he did? No. It's really good. It's actually really good. Um they they play the Deadpool two the the Deadpool game the like the PS three Xbox one Xbox three sixty game. And, oh yes, um, I, I I vaguely remember that game existing. Yeah, with uh Nolan North as uh, as Deadpool, but um, yeah, it's 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 really good. There's some really great parts in it as well. That um, yeah, the 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 the, the banter between the two of them is really great. Uh, and there's some really like quite heartfelt moments in the interview, and I'm like, oh, like Ryan saying that he's actually like a bit of a fan of Jacksepticeye's. He's like watched these videos and actually quite enjoys them. And just seeing like <laughs> Jacksepticeye's reactions, like going, Oh, uh, thank, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Reynolds. Sort of like this, you know, someone that like this giant movie star looking at your, your YouTube channel and going, and I'm not saying like trying to downplay um, Jacksepticeye's success or anything, but being in his, if you put yourself in his situation, you're like, Oh my God, like really? <laughs> It's, uh, it's really great to really great to listen to. But um, anyway, we should talk about some video games. We've got a whole bunch of stuff to cover this week. Uh, we're going to be continuing our Road to E3 recaps um, with some uh, some new conferences um, that we haven't covered just yet. But before we get to that, shall we uh, talk about what we've been playing, Kyron? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I mean, we, we generally... Did we do that last week? I don't think we did. We didn't. We were like, nah, we haven't been playing much this week, so don't. it's not, it's not important. We had too much to dive into. I think yeah. uh, no, and it was also too we were on a time constraint because you had to get to the train station. So, oh, that's um, right, I did. Yeah, I had to that's what it was. Yeah, we had to get, and I had I had work later on, so we had to, we we had like a very spe- which we you know we we did very well considering, but um, yeah, we decided uh, to drop that. And also, as you said, like we on, I'm sl- we didn't play much. I hadn't played much that week yeah. at all. Well, there's that too. Yeah, I was like, I've played some stuff that I've already talked about. There's no not much point covering it again. It was mainly Enter the this Dungeon, week, I think. This week's sort of the same for me. Like I said earlier, yeah. I've been playing some Dark Souls, but I mean, I'm not going to get into that yet because I'm only probably like, I'm nearly at Anolondo, so very early days still. Cool. Yeah. Well, I've played. I've played something. I played a couple of games I haven't spoken about before. One of which I'm not going to talk about just yet because I uh, I want to put in a little bit more time with it. I've put in a fair bit, but I just want to put in a little bit more just to give a, a a full impression of it. But, um, well, the, the game that I have been playing, Kyron, is a game I backed on Kickstarter. Uh, I can't even remember, like, two years ago, maybe. I don't even remember how I found it. I think it was, like, in a recommended for you on I For some reason, I was on Kickstarter, and it was like, hey, you might be interested in this, and I had a look at it. Or someone might have posted about it on Twitter. I don't know where I saw it. Um, and it's a game called Wizard of Legend. Uh, now, Wizard of Legend is a, uh, at you know, first glance, is, is a top-down uh, 
roguelite, dungeon crawler, and, you know, obviously I'm already in on on that sentence alone because I love those kind of games. Um, but yeah, it's had a, you know, a bit of a, I've been receiving emails and updates about it for, you know, two years and it finally released uh, last, well, two weeks ago, I think. And I didn't get a chance to play it uh, the week before. I just hadn't got around to it. I had installed it, but I hadn't got around to it. Um because the game is out on PC and Switch, and I think PS4 and Xbox One as well. Um, I know that it's it's definitely out on, on Switch and PC, um, mainly because... It, it is I, on PS4 as well. It is? Oh, excellent, yeah. Well, I would assume it's on Xbox One as well, but um, the, the disappointing thing about the Kickstarter campaign was that obviously the Switch hadn't been announced when the game was being made, um, and they... I don't think that they had any... Pla- like, they didn't have any initial plans for a console release. Like, it was... I think it was a stretch goal or something like that. Or they got halfway through and were like, we can port this to uh, consoles as well. So it was a PC game to start off with. And I'm like, that's fine. Um, and then they announced the Switch version. I'm like, great. Can I change mine to a Switch one? And in the same email, they were like, it's coming to Switch. Unfortunately, if we've already backed it, we can't swap the codes... So we're really that sorry. Feels really weird like, to me. Yeah, so I was a bit disappointed by that because this is a. And I know we say it's a lot, but it is a perfect Switch game. Um, I so I booted it up finally and had a go at it, and like I said, top-down roguelike dungeon crawler at very base level. There is a lot going on underneath the surface of this game. Um, it's based around um, you're playing as a a, 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 a powerful wizard. Uh, becoming on uh, intent on becoming a wizard of legend uh, by competing in the uh, the chaos trials, which are held in the kingdom of Lenova by the Council of Magic, um, which is really really cool. And it's like, it's uh, described on the Wikipedia page for it as a gauntlet of magical challenges put forth by its strongest members, who mold the castle into a labyrinth full of hazards and enemies, with themselves as the final boss. Uh, contestants that successfully complete all of the challenges and demonstrate superior wizardry earn the title of Wizard of Legend. Um, so it's got this really great, like, pixel art style, kind of almost like, without, like, a specific color palette. Um, the character models look very similar to, like, I guess, a Hyperlight Drifter. So that kind of, like, 8-bit style, but, like, really stylized 8-bit with lots of, like, you know, um, really great sprite work and animations and things like that as well. Um... But yeah, so you're just going through these dungeons. Uh, there's six levels, with a, I think, with a final boss level as well, I believe. Uh, oh, it might be nine, sorry, with a final boss level. Um, Jeez, Joel, get it right, man. Yeah, I know, right? I'm all over the shop. Well, the other reason I say that is because I've only gotten to the first boss once. Um, and basically, it's procedurally generated, much like most roguelites, um, inclu- including the... Uh, but it, the thing is that it works as well because the, the maps aren't overly big. Um, a run will like a run from like starting the run to dying can take anywhere between like ten minutes to twenty minutes, if that. Um, and it's really great because like the, the order of the um the bosses will change as well. So there's three they're based around like uh the three main elements, so like water, fire, and earth. Uh, and so you'll go through two levels of a, like a say the first the first one's water. It'll be like two like water ice ish levels and then the water element boss. And then there might be the fire one next, and then the fire boss, and then two more levels of the earth one, and then that boss, and I think there's a final boss after that. I'm not sure. I can't remember exactly off the top of my head, uh, even though I was just playing it before we started recording. 
But um, but yeah, it's pretty simple. But the 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 real sort of like hook to it is the fact that each before you start each run, you can choose a loadout of certain things of, of Arcana that you have, which are your basically your spells and your attacks. Um, so you have like a basic one, a standard one, um, and then I think you've got like a special one, uh, like a couple of special ones as well. And you can you unlock these by earning gems by running through the dungeons, which gems can be spent out of the dungeons. Uh, you also earn coins while you're in there as well, which can only be spent in the dungeons during that run. So you can buy extra things while you're in the in the dungeon run as well. But um, for those permanent sort of like unlocks, you use the crystals. Um, they're pretty. I was going to say, what is it, I was about to say, what does it have in the way of like permanent unlocks? Because that's always a big thing for me yep. with these sort of games. Yep, absolutely. And I, I honestly think you might get a kick out of this game. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's very fast paced. Um, but those those permanent unlocks are really great. They range from uh, different arcana. You can also have relics. You can I think you can equip one at a time, and they vary between um, attack, defense, and I think like miscellaneous. Um, and then you've also got uh, costumes or like cloaks, basically. Uh, they have different abilities tied to them as well, uh, and different like perks essentially so the one i'm using at the moment is called the vigor one and it gives me more health and also more defense uh in terms of like my my character going in so um it's really cool so it's all about finding um at first you you just go in you'll die a lot you'll muck around starting to get a feel for what what works for you and that's when the game starts to really shine because you start to get a feel of what kind of attacks and how you like to play so you might have um like the, I think the basic attack for, that you have for the start of the game is like a fire punch, um, and that might be fine. But then you might get something later on that might be like a, you throw like aqua balls, essentially like these ball, balls of water, um, and they've got like a little bit more of a range on them. Not much, but like you can sort of distance yourself a little bit. Um, oh, you've also got a dash attack, so it's basic, special, standard, and dash. And the dash attacks can have different upgrades and different things on different arcana on them as well. So the one I'm using at the moment, the first one, the basic one is just an air dash, which is just a, a basic dash. doesn't have any special properties to it whatsoever. I don't, as far as I can tell. The one I've got at the moment is like, um, it's like a lightning based one. So when I dash, it leaves from where I, uh, the initial point where I dash from to the point where I end up, it leaves like two balls. And then they'll, if you dash, it'll connect together and create like a lightning bolt that'll stay there for a little while and if you connect it like if just say if you you've got like three or four of them stored away if you dash around in like a triangle it'll connect all them together and sort of like shock people in like an area um so it's all about like figuring out how you like to play and how it's gonna how you're gonna get through these uh these trials it's really really fun there's a lot of like trial and error and experimentation in them it's it's really great to look at i'm playing it on my laptop so obviously my laptop's a little bit slow um, just cause it's, it's quite old and, uh, is, um, you know, bogged down with a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff on it in general. Um, so it's, I'm it's telling you, to look up. you should format, man, have a format. Yeah, I'm going to have to, I think I'm definitely going to have to, but it's, um, yeah, it, you, I, I think I, 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 I'm almost tempted to buy it on the switch just because again, it's a perfect switch game. Um, and also cause I, I, I there have been points where I've been playing it on my laptop where the frame rate has like kicked in and it's been beautiful and it it is even more fast paced than what i'm used to and it's just it's so frantic um so yeah like i said you've got the four um arcana slots in the dungeons i was saying before how you get the coins you can buy extra you can buy relics in there which will add on top of your original one relic you can equip 
Uh, you can buy, um, there are a whole bunch of different like weird vendors that will randomly appear as well that will give you things like you could buy like a new uh, cloak. Um, if you buy those though, they come at a price. They drop you to one health, I believe. Um, mm. And then there are, yeah, I, I haven't figured out the, the mechanic behind that yet, whether they unlock in to appear in rotation in the marketplace before you go into the dungeon or what. Um, but then uh, you, you can also buy Arcana as well. And if you buy more Arcana, that you've got two extra empty slots and they, they tie to, I'm playing with, um because I've connected my Xbox One controller to my laptop to play it. And it's really great. Um, but they are equipped to the the, the uh, right and left bumper and the other attacks are all the face buttons. Um, you don't have to aim with the second stick. It's just the one stick to control. Um, and yeah, it's, 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 it's just a lot of fun. So um, I'm probably going to play it a lot more just because it's great to kick back on the couch and just play something that's, you know, a, again, a dungeon crawling roguelike. Um, that has some really interesting hooks and enough progression there to keep me going in terms of like trying to get to the end of the trials and also in, in terms of earning arcanas and all the, uh, buying all the other abilities and things. Um, and that's really cool as well. Uh, the other thing, the last thing I wanted to talk about briefly about this game is the tutorial system, um, which is really, really cool. The tutorial is basically set up as you're this guy going to a museum and you're walking around and it's a museum about the um the chaos trials and so you're going through and you're looking at all these exhibits of different to arcana and there are people there doing displays of the arcana and then they're like um the the clerks that are all littered throughout the museum will give you arcana it's like yeah this is to be used in this very special exhibition just up here you can go in and they're basically like these are your basic attacks you can this is what one will look like here's your special like your standard attack this is what that, that will look like but it's all do you get to use around. them though yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're like okay, cool, you cool. go into like a little area cool, cool. and you can just use them. Um, yeah. So it's 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 themed around going to this museum exhibit, and then by the time you get to the end of it, you get transported into this world and uh, of Lenova, and um, that's when you get informed that hey, you're a potential uh, candidate to become the Wizard of Legend, and you're like, all right, cool. And that's basically the story setup. There's nothing. There's it's. It doesn't really rely very much on story, but it doesn't need to. It's one of those games that doesn't need to have like an engrossing story. It's like, this is the setup, here's a tutorial, and you're in the game. Off you go. Figure it out. Um, so yeah, I really like that kind of uh, that way of doing the, the tutorial, which is like theming it around a museum based around the trials you're about to go and do. And it's like, you can talk to people all through there as well that are all... Um, uh, like they're visiting the museum. There's like kids with their parents that are really excited to see it. And, you know, it's, it sort of like sets up the world nicely without having to sort of like spoon feed it to you really heavily. I was going to say, like if a game's ever going to have a tutorial, like I want it to not necessarily be interesting, but I like for it to make sense, which mm. that sounds like it does. Whenever, yeah. I, whenever I think of like awful, God awful, please never let me have to do this again tutorials i always come back to skyward sword which is a game that i will yes. always hate the first like five or six hours of because it's mm -hmm. just grueling it's a grueling slog fest mm -hmm. where they spoon feed you every little bit of information and it just yeah that's an example of a bad tutorial what you're describing sounds like a good one yeah it's really cool and it, it, it is separated from the game itself but it's still tied into the lore and the world that it's trying to build and um, it's very simple and it's got a lot of information in there about like setting up the world. If you talk to everyone, it's 
kind of fun. Like I, I, it's a really great game. Um, and it was just one of those surprises. Or... That was my last thing. So I believe on the Switch it is two player co op. The only problem is I was listening to OK Games before uh, the OK Games podcast before when I was coming home from work, uh, and all three of them have been playing it and loving it as well. Um, but uh, David and Josh bought it in terms of uh, they, they wanted to play some co-op together. It's local co-op only. I hate uh, when games do this. It yep, always so makes it, me sad. It is local co-op only. And also they haven't figured out, I don't know whether they're fixing it or not, but apparently according to David, they haven't figured out uh, the only co-op options at the moment for controllers are a Joy-Con each. Ooh, so you have to I'm play out. using a Joy-Con. I'm out. Yeah. It I'm, sucks. Like, I, I'm like a solid 100% out. <laughs> Yeah, so that for that's, co-op, for, for co-op anyway. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. Uh, the game itself is it is it's just one of those perfect games just to sit back on the couch when you don't know what you want to play. Like I said before, I've been playing a lot of Enter the Gungeon again because that game is just I love it so much, and I can't bring myself to pay a million dollars to buy uh, Binding of Isaac for a third time uh, on the Switch. So having Enter the Gungeon, which I bought for the second time on the Switch, uh, is perfect and it's great. It's really funny. I love that game a lot. But um, yeah, I, it, this is a, also one of those games where it's like, it's great. It's got enough progression in there. It's, I, I feel like it'd be something you might be interested in as well because it's got those permanent upgrades and they add to your Arcana library and you can switch it up and say you might build a, li- like a, build a loadout and go into the dungeon and go, this isn't working for me today. And you go back out and tool around a little bit. And when you're in the city square, you, there's like training dummies and stuff around and you can freely use all your... Um, uh, attacks and stuff as well and so you can really get a feel for like chaining together combos because that's what this game is all about as well is like comboing things together as well because um, if you combo together uh, together enough um, even if you've already used it it'll activate it again your special ability uh, but it'll be like a supercharged version of that because there's like a there's like a, a meter underneath your health bar that fills up with every successful attack um, and then when it hits to the, the, the top you sort of start to glow uh, like white basically and then the the meter will start counting down and you've got a certain amount of time to use your supercharged power attack um it's great it's really great uh i i got it for, for free because i already paid for it two years ago um but i think it runs for like like 22 bucks on the switch something like that um which is a good price for a game like this i think i feel um but yeah wizard of legend check it out it is very very cool Big fan of it. Um, yeah, I, I'm always as as has been previously established. I'm always so iffy when it comes to roguelikes, so I will probably wait for a sale or something before I look at it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I look. I, I'm not saying this is going to be the game that's going to turn you around on them, but I feel like it's something that might pique your interest a little bit. It's got a little bit of that like uh, rogue legacy element to it, I guess. Um, you've got a little bit more control over it though than rogue legacy, where rogue legacy is a little bit more wild card um, oh. in terms of its. I really like Rogue Legacy. It's a great game. I played a lot of that too. But um, there's something about having these like games that are designed to be played in like short bursts. Um, but you can also sit down and have like <laughs> twenty of those short bursts in one sitting, and it's still satisfying. Um, that I really that really appeals to me. I think that's why I like the roguelike genre uh, as it is. So I'm gonna start a tally for like weeks that you bring a roguelike to a podcast. I know. Look, look. If you, yeah, if you were to go back through, there's a lot. There's a lot I've played, and there's a lot I still want to play. So, um, yeah, that's mm. anyway. 
<laughs> I got nothing. You just you're right. I've played yeah, a lot of. You them. got me. You got me red-handed. Yep. I surrender. And it's all because of Binding of Isaac, man. That's that's the one that hooked me at very first. And yet, and yet you won't buy Binding of Isaac again. Oh yeah, no. I'll, have you seen how much that game is on Switch? I, I it's have. On, it's on sale for half price at the moment at eBay Games, and it's thirty six dollars at half price. Like that's fucked. Honestly, thirty six bucks seems like reasonable. Oh, absolutely. And I look by the time that sales ended, I'll probably end up buying a copy of it. Let's face it. But, um, but like I think when that game first came out, I paid maybe thirteen dollars for it on on Steam. Um, there is a uh, side note. The Edmund, I think it's Edward McMullen is involved in it. There's a, another um, mobile match three game, the other genre that I fucking love. Ed McMillan gets me. Um, that's set in the Binding of Isaac universe called The Legend of Bumbo that's coming out later this year. And I cannot fucking wait for that game. Um, so yeah, you'll probably hear me talk about that when that game comes out. But like I said, apart from that, I've not really played anything else. I've worked a lot this last week, so... Uh, in fact, this podcast is slightly late this week because I worked a very big day yesterday and I was not in a very good mood when I got home. So uh, I apologize well, for the behind delays. the curtain. Yeah, I know. Well, I just feel like I have to apologize just because, it, you know, some people might have woken up on a Monday and at six o'clock at night when I usually upload the podcast and gone, well, where's the episode? But um, yeah, that's Man, why. If you're waking up at 6, 6 p.m. at night, like I have questions. Hey, they might they might be a shift worker. You don't know that. I mean, I I guess yeah, I it's guess. Fine. You know, they might have to sleep all day, work all night. Oh. I know that feel. Oh. It's fine. Oh. Um, <laughs> hey, don't oh, talk about no like, sleep. Just... We're gonna be we're gonna be like knee deep in no sleep in two weeks time. This time in two That's weeks, why we we're have sleep coffee. Deprived. Oh, I just had one before we started recording. That's why it feels so great, and I don't have That's to work. Coffee tomorrow. is important. Spot on. Um, anyway, what have you been playing, Kyron? You mentioned it before. Uh, no, you weren't going to talk about that. You mentioned you played something else apart from what you played before. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah like I said, I, I, had, I did mention I was playing Dark Souls, but I'll, I'll wait until next week to remind you all why it is the greatest game that came out on PS3. Rest assured, it still is true. It is still yep. the best game that From Software made. Fight me. I will get to it. I will um, get to it eventually. <laughs> But apart from that, I've actually been playing the little spin-off Castlevania throwback game by Intercreates for the Bloodstained Ritual of the Night Kickstarter, which is Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. Also, awesome. Intercreates has week, but, yeah, yeah. I didn't back the Kickstarter for Bloodstained, so I had to buy yeah, some more money. I had, but, yeah, yeah, but I don't mind. I'll, I'll give him my money because uh, it it speaks to me on a level that Konami ever will. Because yep. whilst you've got Iga and his team making, you know, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, which is like a full-on Symphony of the Night style, like Metroidvania, Castlevania, spiritual successor, yep. Curse of the Moon is more akin to the NES Castlevanias, where it's not so much Metroidvania exploration, it's set stages. Right. And r- right down to... What I, what, I, what I would describe as a relatively punishing difficulty. It's it's You will have to work at some of these stages to sort of get through it. It's got the good old jump in a set arc, like Castlevania 1 did. So when you jump, uh, you can jump on the spot which is by just tapping the jump button. But if you want to go forward, you have to press forward on the on the pad 
whilst you're jumping. So you better be damn sure that you are going where you want to go. Otherwise, <laughs> you will just fall down a hole, jump into an enemy, all sorts of stuff can go wrong. Uh, it also has the good old knockback, which will, if you get hit by enemy, you will fly backwards. You right. can turn that off in casual mode because it, ha- it does have oh. normal and casual for those who maybe want to play the throwback style Castlevania game but also don't want to deal with some of those other parts that they have very faithfully recreated in honor of the franchise that Konami no longer cares about. Yep. And uh, what, sorry, what, what are some of the other like things that get changed with the casual mode? Is that the only thing or is there anything that else? Was, that, that, uh, there's another thing with, cause they're also, cause again, classic Castlevania uh, has a life system. So okay. you get, I think you gain lives as you go forward in the game, but basically if you run out of lives on a stage, you get started again. It's it's really all okay. it is, and I think on casual, there's no life number, so you can just keep retrying over and over again. Right. Which again, if if you sort of want to maybe not have your, not necessarily not have your butt kicked, but maybe you just want to focus on it a bit more and not worry about your lives, and it's just it's nice to have the option there because yeah, it is absolutely. not an easy game. Yeah, like it's very similar to um, Celeste as well. Had that you know that option to play it. In casual mode, they didn't. They were like, "We would prefer you to play it the full, you know, full blown way." But it's um, that option is there for people, which is great. Yeah, like there's nothing wrong with that. So yeah, that's that's really the best way to, to sort of start off describing it. It perfectly sort of captures that Castlevania atmosphere with like the the dank castles and the, the the animations and like one of the characters even has a whip similar to the infamous Belmont whip straight down to even having like the diagonal swipe with it. There are also abilities, which again, if you play Castlevania, there's stuff like throwing knives and giant axes and stuff like that you can use. Uh, the, the, the part where it differs more so from the classic Castlevanias is there are different playable characters. Okay. So... You unlock them as you progress through stages, like defeat a boss and you will rescue a character who then joins your team. From what I've noticed, as you collect more of them, they tend to have less health. I don't know exactly if you can boost their health bars, but it is it does make you think a bit carefully when you're swapping to them. Uh, I've got the main guy so far, whose main attack is just a little jab with a knife. Second one is a girl who uses a whip. Third guy okay. is like an alchemist who can sort of cast spells on himself. He has the worst jump in the game, but I guess he's <laughs> meant to be smart rather than athletic, so fair enough. Yep. And the last one I've gotten so far is the... Uh, trying to think of the best way to describe him. He can turn into a a bat. He's probably most like Alucard in a sense. Okay. He can turn into a bat, fly around... It consumes like the magic meter, much like how in Castlevania you would have the hearts. This has the same system with your abilities, so you sort of got to be. You can't just throw them around willy nilly. There are plenty of ways to replenish them, just like smashing candles and stuff. But like when it comes to the boss, if you're going up to that boss encounter, you want to make sure you've got them all ready to go. And yeah, some of these bosses have they've been tough and made me quite unhappy. But also yep. that is one of that's just part of that sort of game, so it's fine. Of course. It's, yeah, exactly. It 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 does a really good job, I think, of, of paying tribute to those old games, but also is fun on its own. Just by having the different playable characters is just almost enough, because as, as you get those characters, 
you can then take different paths through the stages based on their abilities, which sort of oh. will add an extra layer of replayability, which is cool. So some characters can slide under small platforms, some can jump higher, all that sort of stuff. So you get, it, it, it gives you something to go back to it down the road as well, which is nice. Okay. But uh, yeah, like this this game completely took me by surprise. I think it was maybe two or three weeks ago at like a, an, a some sort of event in Japan. They confirmed it was coming out like on May 24th and it just, it took me by surprise. It's been a yep. pleasant little game I've been plugging away at. And it's just making me more excited for when that full Bloodstained game comes out. Hopefully we get a date for it at E3, because I cannot wait. Fingers but, crossed. Uh, if um, you were... Yep. Yeah, uh, no, I was just going to say, like, it, it. I from someone who's not played Castlevania, this does look very good. I still... The, um, man, I can't... I know. Oh. I know. The the colour oh. palette, though, the colour palette and art style uh, of, of the screenshots and videos that I've seen of, of this version of it looks reminds me of Shovel Knight a lot. Has like a real like those like I mean, weird, like musty yellows and like greens and things like that. That's what I've seen. And purples looks really cool. Yeah, I mean, if you if you look at old school Castlevania stuff, like it, you'll see a similar thing. Granted, right. I'll always respect OG Castlevania for having the wonderful orange and blue combinations. Which, yep. uh, if you haven't watched it yet, there's a great sequelitis by Aaron Hansen about about that yep. about why Castlevania One is better than Castlevania Two. But yeah, I I've been having a lot of fun with it. I'm only about I think I'm like three or maybe four stages in. I don't know how many stages there are in total, or how much they'll change when I go back through them with the full cast. But yeah, I'm having a really good time, and I am happy to have this game. So happy. I I almost bought it last week. I I was like, no, I don't need to buy any more games. I've got plenty to play. Um, and that's it's funny because I, I just bought. Yeah, I just bought Dark Souls the day it came out, and I was just like, maybe I won't buy it. It's I have Dark Souls now. Then I remember it's, it's just nice to have a game on the Switch to play in bed. Yep. Absolutely, just, just is. So then I, I checked the eShop and it went up. I was just like, ah, oh, you know what? I'll it's I'll I'll just get it. It's fine. It's like fifteen bucks or something, though, isn't it? It's so cheap. Yeah, yeah, it's relatively cheap, and that's like it. It isn't. It is. Go- I don't think it's going to be like a super long, like you know how no. Shovel Knight's a, a rather lengthy game, mm, but you know course. it is also priced a bit high. This one is a bit cheaper. You will get a like as far as like straight runs. You won't get as much out of it, but I've just had such a fun time that I don't even care. It's just yeah. great. I'm it's, so surprised. Well, because Indie Creates have. Um, I mean, I I bought uh, Blaster Master Zero for the Switch by them, and that game is fucking excellent. Again, same sort of thing. It's reasonably priced. But it's it's probably not going to be super long. I need to go back to it actually because it's it's a really and it does it, it's a throwback game, but it does something to mix up the gameplay, and um, yeah, really really cool shit. They make some really good stuff over there. The only reason I had my doubts was I think Inti Creates had their hands in Mighty Number no. Nine, and that mm. didn't go good. So I did Everybody approach this one. with a. Yeah, I know. I approached it with some <laughs> reservations, but it's yeah, it's just knocked me off my feet so far. Really good game. Again, I, I feel like I've been harping on it a lot, but if you are looking for a classic sort of Castlevania throwback game, absolutely look at this thing. It's on I think it's on all platforms now. I think there may have been a delay on the Xbox release. Yeah. So I don't know if that's out or not. But yeah, Steam, PS4, and Switch is all available now, available now and I 
I really recommend it if you're into that sort of game. And yeah, to, to, if you want to just get ready for Ritual of the Night, then absolutely get it. And also, too, if you, you want to play a Castlevania game but not give Konami any money. Um, yeah, well, Konami's only Castlevania coming up is that mobile one, and screw that. Yeah, anyway. Now, I, I think I'll get to it eventually. Definitely before end of the year, just so I could, you know, it might be an honourable mention one, I think, maybe for the for the list at the end of the year. But um, but we'll put, hope, fingers crossed, we'll have Ritual of the Night by then. Well, I'm hoping that, what, yeah, I, I desperately want that game. Like, it's one of those games that I've tried not to think about too much because yep. obviously I'm a sucker, I'm a huge sucker for Metroidvanias. So, yep. And also, like, Symphony of the Night is one of the greatest games ever made. So yep. a new game from that from that guy trying to recapture that spirit of game since after that Castlevania. I mean, there were the DS ones that were good. They didn't ditch Metroidvania, but none of them really got it as good as Symphony did. And then by the end of Castlevania's lifespan, like Konami was all over the place, and we're getting like yeah, I don't want to say crappy, but not fun God of War clone Castlevania games, and ugh, mm. nah, nah. Yep. Yeah, and as someone who's not... Mercury Steam, Mercury Steam made Metroid Samus Returns. That was good. So that was their redemption. (laughs) Yeah, redeemed. Um, Yeah, as someone who's not played Castlevania before as well, like I, I, but who's always been interested in playing something like that, that's why I'm like, all right, cool, I can play like a a modern version of something like Symphony of the Night, which I missed, Um, which I know I could play on Xbox uh, Xbox One. I could get it on backwards compatibility, but... It's really good. Yeah, I'm like... I'll, I'll wait if I mean if you know touch wood it's not but like you know ritual uh, ritual of the night if it's bad then maybe I'll go back and play symphony of the night but um at this stage I'm just like I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely keep my eye on that and like you said it's something I, I think about every now and then and I'm like oh yeah I re- I'm really looking forward to that game yeah it's it's only really started creeping up on me a lot recently I think because they've been talking about it more. And again, with, with this game coming out, it's just I'm ready for E3 to get here and for it to hopefully show up somewhere with a release date. It's been a couple of years in development, so I'm, I'm hoping. But again, if it to make it better, if it needs more time, take your time. Don't worry. Don't rush. But I also want to play it, please. Oh, yes. Thank you. Yes, definitely. <laughs> okay, well, speaking of E3, uh, we should sort of move into our, our big topic of the show, um, or big topics as a collected whole, I guess. Um, <laughs> if you, unless you've been living under a rock somewhere, you're well and truly aware that E3 is definitely right around the corner. Um, we are two weeks out now from especially being sort of, if you listen to us, like <laughs> exactly, yeah. We've with the last two episodes have been titled "The Road to E3 Recap," so you know you kind of know what you're getting into when you when you listen to us, but um. Yeah, uh, th- this time in two weeks, we'll be like in the thick of it. Like we'll be right in the middle of, uh, towards the end of the uh, E3 hype train. God knows what we will oh. have heard by then. This um, time, oh, I don't know. Still in the middle of it, yeah. Yeah, because Nintendo is like, like yeah. 2 a.m. Wednesday our time. Yep. And, so, then, and yeah. that's, that's like the end of press conferences is that, is that point. And Sony's is at 11 or so, isn't it? On Tuesday. For us. Tuesday, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, cool, um, awesome. But we we thought we'd continue with our uh, you know recapping over the conferences from our previous oh. years or 
Yeah, no, no, but... I know. I'm, I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. I'm just building uh, uh, okay. into it. Right, right. Okay, all right, all right, all right. I got this. Right. I got this. Uh, we, we're going through our, our recap of our previous conferences and things like that. Um, but there was also some news this week uh, related to a previous conference that we spoke about uh, two weeks ago. One that we weren't super, super positive on because it wasn't very good. But um, one of the, I guess, the shining jewels in, in uh, the cap of EA is the uh, the Battlefield series especially after uh, Battlefield 1 being so popular and, and like, uh, publicly and critically uh, due to the fact that it's, you know, tackling a, a, a new theatre of war in World War One and um, having the addition of the War Stories single-player campaign stuff. Um, I'm yet to play it. I really want to. I really need to. I think next time I come and visit you, I might have to steal your copy and um, play it's, through it's, it. a, it's a good game. I really like Battlefield 1. I at least it was just, especially I, after Battlefield 4, which was a just a steaming disaster. But Battlefield right, 1 yeah. really turned it around and is a very good game. Yeah, and, and I definitely want to play through those War Story uh, campaign missions because they sound really, really cool. And um, so I, I definitely want to play through those. Uh, but this week we got the worldwide reveal, finally, of Battlefield V or Battlefield 5. Don't know what they're going by. I, I think five is the official terminology, but I'm not sure. Is um, it? Joel, uh, is it? Uh, it's hard to tell. Battlefield V slash five. That's, you know, we'll probably refer to it as both of those things. Because technically, if we're going like numerically, like it isn't the fifth game, like by a long shot. It's true, yeah. We had Battlefield, like I guess maybe, because the first one was Battlefield 1942 or something, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Then there was Battlefield 2. I mean, it was and, like the bad company spinoffs games, and there was like twenty one whatever, and there was nineteen forty three in there as well, which I think just got added to backwards yeah. compatibility. Um, yeah, uh, but yeah, even like, yeah, and then we went back, we got to Battlefield four, and then we went back to Battlefield one, and now we're on Battlefield five. Yep, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. know. I'm it's, not crazy about the na- like the naming conventions on on display here, honestly. I, I actually, I actually, now I think about it, I actually feel like it's it's. It, Battlefield V for victory, maybe. Well, that's what the leak suggested originally when yeah. it all ended up coming true anyway. Yeah, exactly. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's what the, the angle they're taking with it. Well, um, I mean, because Battlefield 1 was called that because of World War One, So it would exactly, make sense yeah. if they were sticking with that theming. Yeah. And like V-Day and things like that. Because we're going back to World War Two with this one, aren't we? Yes. Ooh, okay. Uh, funny. So, it, after COD went there last year, now mm. we're going back there with Battlefield. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but uh, a lot of a lot of things came out of uh, out of this uh, conference and or this was it a stream? I didn't actually watch it, but it was, it was a live stream. So they presented yeah. it sort of like people at a desk talking about making the game. They played the reveal trailer. They they went like on a. This, it sort of was comparable to the Black Ops one where they sort of like deep dived on stuff, but yep. it wasn't presented as a press conference. It was just guys at a desk and they streamed it. Yeah. And it was, it, it was, was pretty um, chill. It, it was uh Trevor, Trevor Noah from the daily show, I believe was the host of it. Sure. That name sounds familiar. It may have mm, been that guy. Yeah. He's the guy who took over after um, John Stewart left, I believe on the daily show. Um, but yeah, yeah, so it was it was a, it was a pretty chill stream where they sort of announced the name, release date, all that sort of stuff, and talked about mechanics, and then showed the reveal trailer, etc. Yeah, 
Um, so yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of a lot of details came out about the uh, about the game itself. Um, it's your, your, I guess, at surface value, looking at it, it's your typical um, dice fair of um, when it comes to them tackling a, a world war of any description or as war in general, I guess. Um, yeah, they, they they did confirm that the war stories will be back, which is yep. cool. I think that's a good way to have a campaign and a shooter these days because. I don't know. They're generally pretty short anyway, and just the way that the Battlefield One War Stories played out, like you could you could boot it up, play a War Story, and just jump out and do some multiplayer or change games or something. So I I kind of dig them. It also gives you a chance to sort of throw the player around a bit more without having to worry about stringing together a completely cohesive narrative. Which again, shooters don't necessarily need. They are generally tutorials for the multiplayer just sometimes cleverly disguised. Exactly, yeah. They, they they sort of focus on different game mechanics and game modes and things as well that but uh have like this veil of uh of narrative over them, which is cool. It's yeah. really cool. Um yeah, so in terms of like those um uh war stories in the, in this uh in Battlefield V, they said I think the quote here is that they they want to tell the untold stories of World War 2 portraying real, relatable people facing brutal warfare. Um, it's interesting. What do you, what, so what do you make of that? Because what 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 is there about World War II that we haven't really seen, like haven't focused on in a video game yet? I, that could be very ignorant of me, and I'm sure it is. Uh, and I apologise, but... Uh, um, yeah, well, it just... Well, let's, not, let's not beat around the bush. Like, we... A lot of the World War II games have sort of focused on... A lot of the the German side of things, like with the Nazis and all that, and obviously the, the conflict was bigger than just like the Germany and Britain and Germany and America and all that sort of stuff. And I mean, I haven't played a World War Two shooter in a while. I don't know if Call of Duty last year did anything differently, but um, I have seen people hope it, saying it online. They hope it'll sort of approach some of the lesser known conflicts involving other countries, like China. And if you were and like uh, stuff with the Soviets and on yeah, Japanese say, and all that sort of Russia stuff, Russia was the one I heard being kicked around as well. Yeah, yeah. But the launch, like the locations they've confirmed at launch, I'm not sure if this is like multiplayer maps or single player, is France, Africa, Rotterdam, Rotterdam. Probably pronounced that wrong. And the mm. North African desert. Wow, Again, that could be multiplayer, cool. but gen- generally the multiplayer stuff sort of will tie into the single player anyway. So it could be. Not really a guarantee of where they're going to take it, but yeah, to to sort of go to these lesser explored ones would be nice. That's what was so refreshing in a weird and a little bit disturbing way for Battlefield 1. Like, World War 1 is not exactly frequently touched on. Uh, it's also pretty horrific, but I mean, so is World War 2. Of course. But it was sort of good to see uh, a different... World War? I don't know. I, it's so weird to say that without sounding horribly insensitive. You're right, though. Like, I, I get what you mean, though, because there was that period of time back in the, I guess, what, like, PS2 to PS3, Xbox to Xbox 360 era, where, like, World War, and especially on PC, World War Two shooters were everywhere. A dime a dozen. Like, you yeah. walk into a store and there was, like, eight on the shelves that had come out that week. And it's just... 
Yeah, look, we sort of hit that point of saturation with it, I think. I think we're getting to a point now where we're sort of, we've, we've eased off on it, we've been to the future a little bit, we've explored with other different games and game modes and things like that within the within the genre. Um, and I think now is a good time to come back, I guess, to that, now that the technology and the uh, mechanics and things have, have progressed further than they did back then. And they could probably do a lot more things that they previously couldn't, I guess. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Like when when the market up and left for World War II genre, they all went to the modern genre of mm-hmm. shooters. Mm-hmm. Now, most of the the big FPS guns have got multiple series they can use. Like for example, COD has got Black Ops as well as it can go back with the World War II game, maybe do a sequel to that, and then go back to Modern Warfare, which I think is a rumor for the next one already. That didn't take long, did it? Wow. Okay. And yeah. The rumor is that the next Call of Duty will be Modern Warfare 4. Take that with a truckload of salt. <laughs> Just oh, saw Black Ops 4. Who knows? Oh, God. But, uh, and, and not exactly the same, but dare I say, dare I utter the name on this podcast, but DICE has the Battlefield games and also currently the Battlefront games. So they've sort of had that mm. opportunity to go more sci-fi with that series regardless of how Battlefront 2 turned out, which was bad. better if they were off, uh, off the chain from the fucking okay. EA microtransaction okay. business. It's... So, that, Joel, that is a brilliant way to lead into probably the biggest announcement that came out of this, slash, yep. like, it almost felt like EA was not, was, like, at our knees going, yeah, look, we 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 blew it. Yep. So, the it game was the closest. No it was pass. the closest, yeah, exactly. It was the closest thing that EA is going to get to an apology. That's the yeah. closest thing. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, no season pass for Battlefield V Five, whatever you want to call it. It will be getting. I mean, it's getting content updates. So obviously, the question is, how will you fund these? Mm. But it sounds like no season pass. EA has been pretty adamant to say there'll be no loot boxes in this game. Yep. So that's a good sign. Like it's optimistic. It is. They may have learned something. It is, but if you go back Again. to our episode two weeks ago about EA's press conference about Battlefront 2, they were like, "Season pa- no season passes, post-launch DLC is going to be free. And everyone was like, fuck yeah. And then they riddled it with microtransactions. But if they've come out and said yeah. no loot boxes, they've, 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 you know, stuck their stake in the ground. I'll, so I'll find hmm. the official, like, there, there was a, they made a, I think it was a tweet or something. I'll have a quick look. Yeah. Because, yeah, um, it was one of those things where I was like, this is a, good sign it is a good sign i am impressed it's um and i think yeah they don't want to hurt which it baffles me because they fucked up the star wars license but obviously the battlefield series is their it's their bread and butter like at the moment that's especially since one four regard you know was a bit of a bit of a, a misfire but three as well like you know that that series is uh the main line of that series has always been Sort of the ten, the main tentpole of EA's um, strategies over the last few years. I mean, so. it's been such a big deal that that Dice made the Frostbite engine, and now all exactly. EA games run on the Frostbite engine for better exactly. or worse. I'm so sorry, Mass Effect Andromeda, yep. you deserved yep. to a better engine. It wasn't made piece. for you, but yeah, EA made piece. you do it. Yep, they did. Uh, I have found an uh, I found an article here from uh, Gamespot, okay, where a, a Battlefield Five, no. An EA rep said to Chotaku, so I don't know why it's on the GameSpot article, but said there's no <laughs> loot boxes. That's the important thing. Confirmation yep. from at this point is no loot boxes. 
So it does raise a question about how they'll monetize the game. Yeah. Maybe they won't. Maybe they'll just, they'll just take the hit because they fucked up so badly with their last game. Who knows? May- maybe they're but- going to go uh, like a Fortnite route and have like a... I know it's not, it's not another season pass, but like a, those uh, week like monthly battle passes or whatever they do for uh, cosmetic items. Maybe that's the way they're going to go. Maybe because uh, that seems to that, work. That, that is, seems to work really well for Fortnite, and it it seems not egregious. You can play the game completely without it, but if you are super serious about it, you can spend money on V bucks and get get all the cool shit, and you get bonus rewards V-Bucks. and stuff like that as well. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, like that that that's that could be the way to go because I I think that's what I didn't actually read the article. I don't know where it was from. I was scrolling the other day. It was an article about why like Fortnite's monetization plan is one of the best ones out there because um, this game is free. So it's like, how do they keep this game running so much? It's like, well, obviously, one they've got a massive install base, and two they've got this battle pass that um, incorporates so much different um, cosmetic and and uh, customization options that don't impact the game itself. So. That seems to be like what they might be going for. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. And you, you did also bring up, uh, you brought up Fortnite Battle Royale. Mm-hmm. Last week, we, oh, was it last week or was it the week before? Either way, Black Ops 4 will have a Battle Royale mode. Battlefield mm-hmm. V will not. Yes. No Battle Royale here. Having said that, though, there is an interesting change coming to multiplayer, mm-hmm. which sort of falls not exactly in line because it won't be completely, you know, free building like in Fortnite. But yep. you you will be able to construct fortifications such as cool. like sandbags, trenches, tank stoppers, all that sort of stuff. You have to be a support to build offensive, offensively defense fortifications like machine guns and stuff. Right. But you will be able to like say you are at a destroyed building near a point. It sounds like you'll be able to sort of build up some fortifications there to sort of hold it, which I honestly love. Like that's that sounds just really brilliant. cool. Yeah. Um, it also plays into the uh, the the whole. Um, squad-based gameplay that they're going for in this one as well because they're focusing a lot Absolutely. more on squad-based gameplay, um, which, uh, where is it here? So it says, uh, they're, they're saying that the company's motto for this game is, uh, on, on the Verge article here, it says, the company's motto for this game is stay with your squad, play with your squad. Um, and so apparently you're it's, able to com- communicate at all times with them. And um, yeah, that seems really cool. Yeah, the big thing for me about this is... Uh, so this is this is sort of diving into another mechanic they talked about, but the way of re- reviving your allies works different in this game. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be the old Battlefield days of pull out a defibrillator, touch the ally, and they get up. No longer. Yep. Not, not magic revives. It's going to be fully animated now, for better or worse. People may not like it. I think it's cool. That's cool. So... It's not going to, yeah. And I think I also read that you'll, you'll be able to drag bodies out of a line of fire. Thank I, God. I did <laughs> read that as well. That's awesome. That's really, re- that's a, a game mechanic that writes itself, basically. It should be yeah. a thing. Because one of the mm. biggest things in Battlefield games is the amount of times you get revived only to stand up to die immediately because usually whoever was shooting you is still looking at you. Yep. And yep. I'm glad that that's going to be something you can, you can hopefully avoid now. Uh, but yeah, the reason I brought that up was because now, so typically only medics can do the reviving, but it sounds like in this one, your squad will be able to revive your, you know, your squad will have a squad revive function. It won't heal as much as a traditional medic, but 
to sort of get you back in the action, it's oh, it's a good idea. It's going to really yep. get people to sail off their squads, which Absolutely. I love. I like I like that a lot. Um, this this might be the first Battlefield game I actually buy because I I, was, I we were talking about this before and um, you were saying that you're probably going to pick it up and if you pick it up I yeah I I think having someone else to play with definitely for sure I buy this seems really interesting. Um, I tell you what the thing that Battlefield always has and it always gets it so right is the chaos of it because these conflicts are big. There this will be like a 64 player game so. Yep. I remember when I first played Battlefield 1, because I didn't play much Battlefield 4. I sort of skipped that one because it was a disaster. Yep. But, but when I jumped into my first Battlefield 1 multiplayer game, I forgot how overwhelming it was. First of all, how big the map was. And just watching everyone go at it, and I'm like, oh, what do I do? Where do I start? But I also sort of like that it does a, it captures that chaos, because it is it is chaos when you jump into a Battlefield game. Anything could be happening. Mm, yeah and just really it's one of the reasons i get excited when they announce a new one of these games and yeah. i yeah they seem to like that man th- this seems like to be like they're implementing a whole bunch of like little changes that really impact on the greater uh on the game itself in a greater whole um like things like yeah. the fact that there's no um markers for other players so you can't just that. like again i love that quick scope down and look for look for tags um, that's God, really cool. The, uh, the uh, scope flares. Keep an eye on that. Do you think? I think this might have been inadvertently affected by something like a PUBG or a a Fortnite because there's no tags in that either, and it's all about looking for people moving and really paying attention to your surroundings as well. So, so we we did we did talk about it. Like Battlefield is so close to already being a battle royale when you think absolutely. about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. So I think yeah, it, that's probably the reason why they didn't feel the need to do it because one thing that Battlefield has always done is like grand scale battles, and um, like that's if, kind of the shtick of the of the battle royale genre. Yeah, if like six months down the road, I won't be surprised if Dice suddenly goes, "Hey, we're adding a sixty-four player free for all game where you like parachute in, weapons on site." Like I won't be surprised because. The, the the like groundwork is already sort of laid, and yeah, absolutely, you just got to take out yeah, the teams happens, and make it a free for all. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah, and then make make them find their own guns. I'm surprised the they haven't all there as well. Yeah, exactly. I'm surprised they haven't done it already. Really, to be honest, <laughs> before this train. So yeah, but... I re- I'll be surprised if that doesn't happen. Um, mm. But like you said, like the the change in this in this game so far, I've talked about. I have a huge list here that I was going to link to, but I'm not going to go through it because there's so much. But like, there's lots, yeah. A couple of of YouTubers have sort of been picking picking the brains of dice, and there's just so many little things you can. Mm. This game is changing. Like, well, I was uh, reading here about yeah. like finite ammunition and resources as well. Yeah, um, and like grenades. depending on how depending on how yeah exactly depending on how well you're doing would depend on how many resources you're actually getting. Like, you know, they might start to dwindle a little bit to sort of balance out the gameplay. That's really cool. You'll be able to catch grenades and throw them back. That's, they showed that in the, the, in the, I know it's a CG trailer, but in the reveal trailer that happens. And I was like, Oh, that's yeah. cool. That's really cool. It's a great mode. That uh, reveal trailer was very, very cool. Again, it was, it was chaos. And that's exactly what Battlefield mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you'll be, you'll be able to tow around stationary weapons, such as anti-air guns and machine guns, which is cool. And, You'll be able to sort of move them into better positions if they're not in a good spot, which I just, again makes sense. But I love it. <laughs> mm. 
Uh, and there's also a couple of new game modes as well. So uh, there's Grand Operations, which is like a, a multi-match multiplayer mode, which seems to be like a, a building on from, what was it, Conquest in Battlefield 1? Battlefield 1 had a similar thing, yeah, and it was yeah. a really cool mode. And even then, like, be... it's sort of... Yeah. It's been a mode they've been building on over the last few Battlefields, and it's a really... It's a cool mode. This seems really cool because it's like takes place over multiple days. So it's like, oh that, yeah, that sounds really cool. Um, and then that re- cul- you- culminates in the uh, the day four, which is uh, at the final stand. Oh, day four. Da- I'm reading here what day four has, and yep. I love it. Yep. So like you get last one life. stand, limited yeah. ammo, no respawns. Do you know oh. what this sounds like, Kyron? It sounds like a fucking battle royale mode. <laughs> it sort of does, doesn't it? It sounds like a battle oh. royale mode. You, you, once you're dead, you're dead. Jeez. That's it. But um, yeah, that sounds really cool. In the context of like of World War Two, that sounds really fascinating. Um, and uh, it will be interesting to see how they implement it. Uh, the other big game mode is called Tides of War, um, and it's a continuous online campaign mode. Uh, and it has to you have to like assemble a roster of soldiers, and then like you can customize them completely. Um, and it says here on this article on The Verge, it says both the narrative and the gameplay evolve as you keep participating in more missions and you're incentivized to do so in order to obtain loot and rewards to pretty up your soldiers some more. Um, yeah, here you go, Joel. Here you go. Speaking of uh, a fortnight, exactly. Yeah, it mentions that you'll be able to do daily, weekly, and monthly challenges mm-hmm. with, within the chapters and quest lines to give you unique items and cosmetics. Exactly. So I guarantee you they're doing a battle pass sort of thing. They're not doing a season pass yeah. with like maps and things like that all maps and and the other additions like that will be free but they're going to make their money off their cosmetics which is the smart way if you're going to do microtransactions in a multiplayer game it's a smart way to do it um really as i i mean it seems like it's it's a lesser of two evils basically um really and we'll also have a a uh, co-op mode as well oh that's yeah look you know what i'm called in. uh combined arms i'm uh i'm in on this Let's let's do it, let's let's play October nineteenth. Yeah. Let's roll. So let's that's squ- that's squad up, squad up. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's get around. Um, it. so that brings up the next interesting point. This game will be available in two versions. It'll be coming out on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. So the first version is the deluxe version, which mm-hmm. is if you're a fancy person, you want to play it early. That'll release on October sixteenth. Whereas if you are a, just want to get the regular edition. But it'll come out October nineteenth. Classic EA. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the that's sort of as EA as I hope they get with this, honestly. Yeah. yeah, and even that's a bit much. But if that's as bad as it gets, like I guess we should be thankful. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm honestly I'm crossing everything that this game is going to be good, and I I feel like dice are the ones that are going to be the the they are the shining light in EA's stormy waters right now. Yeah. Uh, it. So I guess we have to also we should talk about yeah the gross backlash that has occurred as a result of this game being let's, revealed. Let's not dwell on this for too much because it's just no. it's it's just a case of the internet being the internet again, and it's it not is the internet fun. being yeah it's been gross, just being gross. But yeah, so the reveal trailer very now this is actually something I saw someone tweet about, and I I'm this is the main reason I wanted to bring it up because I did find okay. it funny. But so the, the trailer features a female character and she has a prosthetic arm, sort of, which has like a little claw sort of hook thing at the end. Hey, do you know what it reminds someone, me of? Do you know what it reminds me of? I know, yes, because I, I know what you're going to say and I saw someone tweet it. Okay, and it cool. It reminded us of, of Metal Gear Solid 5. 
Oh, okay. That wasn't what I was going for. That makes oh, really? Me, what did that you makes think of? Sense. I was thinking of Buster from Arrested Development. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that's, that's good as well. No, yeah. So, because the tweets I, I saw going around were just like the shots of her with the subtext just saying, V has come too. Oh, Jesus Christ. Because this is Battlefield V. That was Metal Gear Solid V. It, it's all connected, Joel. Oh, we are playing Death Stranding right now. That's what it, we are. We but, are. This is Death Stranding. Was, side note: There's that quote from a few like a, a week ago or so from Kojima saying something like that when he was asked about it, and we don't know whether he's playing or not. But it's something about like it's going to be a shared experience with cooperation with all different people and with players around the world. And it's like, are we playing this game now? Is this part of it? Like, are we in Death Stranding? Um, I mean. This is adding fuel the Death Stranding mystery, it goes deeper. Like, who knows what that's going to... But, like, just the other day, I think it was earlier today, Kojima was tweeting about, like, about a novel he was writing in his college year. Oh, my God. <laughs> Said in a neo-future where only the females went went extinct by a, a, by a plague, I assume he means. And oh. then in order to stabilize the society, the government distributed female cyborgs. For gender uh, equality, they invented an artificial womb that enables men to give birth, and the story is about the young male students who were trapped for the lab experiment. I named the novel Al- Al- Albita. Albita. Well, well, so, well, that could, doesn't if that know. doesn't seem familiar. I know. Fuck, I know. Dude, fuck. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that probably in the, in the coming weeks when we do get to Sony's conference, because I'm sure we're just going to, like, our brains are going to melt at our ears talking about that again for the umpteenth time but I'm um, just ready just let me have it kojima let me have the game i'm ready for it but yeah like you said the uh the internet has been um <laughs> sort of saw the news of the, the fact that uh that there was a, a woman featured in the trailer uh and that the cover art is of said woman as well um, unless you get the deluxe edition oh is i didn't know that didn't you? Mm. Now, I, I, here's the thing. I don't think it's done insidiously. I don't think it all. is either. No. But the comments that I was seeing were like, oh, so I've got to pay extra to get the, the cover with the mail on it. I'm like, I, stop. If stop. you're a, if you're a gross, here. disgusting man, yes, absolutely. You can pay the extra money for it. And you know what? You fucking deserve to, you piece of shit. <laughs> this is, I was... I was so happy to see the key art, see the box art, yep. to see her there in the trailer. And she it's looks exciting. Fucking, looks fucking rad. It looks so she cool. She does. And she's so bad. Dice has confirmed got... that this isn't <sighs> going anywhere. Player customization and, more importantly, females are yep. here to stay. Yep. Good. It, and that's that statement alone is great. It's awesome. But it's sad that that's the age that we live in, where that has to be a statement that is said. Where it's like, we're going to have females in our game and they are here to stay. Like, that's, okay, that should be a well, thing. Yeah. The reason, it, the reason it initially popped up was because, of course, of course there were people who were like, but historical accuracy, mm. which has already been debunked multiple times over by multiple people who know a lot more about the conflicts of World War II than most of these keyboard warriors ever will. Yep. But also, it's sort of spawned a running joke on twitter of just people going oh yeah battlefield's <laughs> been about historical accuracy and just 
legitimate things she can do when posting gifts of guys on horses with flamethrowers or jumping yep. out of planes, shooting a guy in another plane, and then ending up back in their own plane, and just yep. all this other sort of stuff going, yes, this all really happened, definitely. It's like... Definitely it's, happened. Uh, but, but with Battlefield 1, there was a DLC There's a, a in the season pass called... For, I think it was the In the Name of the Tsar one that was focused around... Yes. The map was focused around the female... Uh, I, I I don't know exactly where I can't, they're from, but yeah, there was like it was about the, the, the female it, troop. Like, yeah, like I said, people have uh, after this came up and people started being gross. They were like actually, burr, 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 like pointing out things where it's like this isn't impossible, and also it's a video game. Also, it's like Battlefield. Yes, there is always there's there's been sort of an air of historical accuracy to the games, but also not. So just yeah. chill. I think that I, the, the general idea of like, you know, around a battlefield game or any game setting, like a world war setting, it really is to like, you know, first and foremost be a game, but like also the, I guess they're trying to highlight the, the war fucking sucks and it is atrocious. And it was awful back then. Like that's. Battlefield one did a really good job of nailing that. And that's, and that's part of the reason why I'm in. That's what I've heard, and that's that's what's that's what's so, for lack of a better word, good about it, um, is that they they are they aren't just going like, Whoa, look at this, Whoa, shooting guns, I'm a man. Like it's the, the war sucks. We we like we are potentially on the verge of some sort of war happening, breaking out at any moment right now. Remember oh. how bad things can be, um, but I think that whole that subtext is sort of lost on a lot of people. They're just like, I want to shoot my guns. Like I said, people who know more about World War II than any of those people have spoken up and gone, yes, yeah. here are examples. But the problem is they don't care because the problem isn't really the historical accuracy of your game. It's something else entirely. Exactly. But you know what? That's That's their own gross problems, but it's just been something that's cropped up as a result of this. And it's just made me a little bit sadder for the internet, but yep. also happy because I've seen people speaking out about how good it is. I'm like, okay, yes, yeah. good. Not yeah. everyone is yeah. awful. <laughs> Excellent. Or if, you, if you don't have a penis, you can't shoot a gun. Like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. Fuck off and die. That's, fuck, yeah. Fucking hell. That's, that's, when, that's when Darwinism needs to take over and just fucking wipe him out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, anyway. Let's Battlefield V, yeah. very exciting. Exactly, I'm I'm pretty keen. I think I'm going to jump in. We're going to play some. We're going to squad up. If you want to play with us, let us know. We'll play some Battlefield V with you. V four victory. There'll almost definitely be a beta. There's almost always a beta, sort of a month or two before the game comes out, like an open one. There's always yep. a pre-order beta, but there's usually an open one before it comes out as well. Yeah, which I do appreciate. They do. They they're very good at doing that with their their like you know. Top tier shooter at EA. They're always putting out like a beta for it and making sure people and get hands on with it. The betas normally give us wonderful things. Like I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was Battlefield 3's beta gave us the horrible snake person. Which, oh, that's right. Oh god. If you want, if you wanted to haunt your nightmares, go look it up. That's on you. But oh, no. I'm excited to see what Battlefield V has. Oh my god. Um, never forget. Never, never forget. forget. Never forget. All right, so it's time to go back in time, Karen. Not just a year back in time. We're going to go back a few years. Oh, oh. 
Yeah, we're going back a few years. We're going back a few years now. We're going to go back to the wonderful... The time was 2015. Um, it was E3. And things were wonderful. No. Um, so, it was announced it, earlier... No, that, Joel. It, it, but no, it was a wonderful E3. Yeah, but look. I, look, I don't want to dwell on that. Let's, let's, let's move but, on. What? Wait, wait, wait. What's wrong? Are you okay? No, what's, no, it's What's fine. wrong with E3 2015? It's fine. It's fine. Um, cool. So... <laughs> Square Enix announced recently that they're doing a press conference this year again. The first time since they did one at 2015. Um, so, continuing the road to E3 recaps, we are going to touch on that one today. Uh, we'll start off with uh, looking back. We both watched... Um, I actually did my homework this week. I watched both of the conferences we're going to talk about. <laughs> uh, I didn't drop the ball again for the, th- the third time in a row. So, you know... Um, yeah, so we're going to look back at uh, at Square Enix's uh, 2015 conference, what was announced, what's happened since then, what came out. Um, I'll be honest, I really don't want to dwell on Square too long. Yeah, fair enough. Just because there's, it was years ago. It was years ago. Uh, and a lot of the things mostly, that have been talked about in this are out, except for the obvious things. <laughs> yes, exactly. The things that uh, people want I, the, most. The main reason uh, it was good to go back and watch this is that it... Square Enix, uh, they're a weird entity. Like, mm-hmm. as far as, like, publishers go, started making their Japanese games, like Final Fantasy, eventually became, like, as, as Squaresoft, Final yep. Fantasy, Chrono Trigger, all that stuff. Yep. But merged with Enix and took on the roles of Dragon Quest as well. Started publishing Star Ocean later down the road. Mm-hmm. And then they started to branch out as a publisher. And it was weird, but it's working for them. Like, yep. they've got... Crystal Dynamics with Tomb Raider, yeah. Idos Montreal with Deus Ex. They don't have IO Interactive anymore, so they've lost that in Hitman. Yep. But they've built a really nice like hub of developers, and they publish Avalanche with Just Cause 4. So. Yep, and working with people like Platinum with Nier Automata. Like it's, yes, exactly. Know? Like It's yeah. just weird that they've sort of slipped into this role so well. Really cool stuff. And then, I mean... Presumably, we'll probably touch on that when we talk about what we want to see at their conference this year. But I mean, that time that that Marvel money, man, they got that they got yes, that well, they got that down. Mm. So we'll, we'll um, when we get into their what we hope to see. Yep, there is some stuff to talk about for sure. Spoiler alert: it's that. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, some cool stuff. They, they this is where they um, they showed us they showed off uh, Just Cause Three quite in depth and uh, gave the three uh, or four three. Just cause three. That's what I meant to was say. Three? Yep, yep. That's what I meant to say. I'm losing it now, Karen. The coffee. No, you said you said three. You did I did say, say three. three. Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> you made me second guess myself, then, Karen. I'm like, no, no. I swear, I said three. That was that was so easy. You fucking yeah, man. You fucking got me. You're, normally, you'd be right that I said the wrong thing, and I fucking actually said it right <laughs> for once. You still got me. Um. So yeah, Just Cause 3 got uh, its release date as well for December 1st in 2015. Showed up a whole bunch of stuff. Um, and yeah, I played that game now. It's, it's fun. It's a fun game. It's nothing revolutionary, um, apart from some of the mechanics in it, like the, the dual grappling hooks and things like that. Obviously, that was fun, but, you know, that was some, some cool stuff. Uh, we saw uh, the cinematic trailer for Rise of the Tomb Raider. Um, I was going to gloss over all the, the minor things. Um a it's Deus basically Ex- all pretty minor. Yeah, Deus Ex Mankind Divided. Um, then we saw World of Final Fantasy. 
they replayed the Final Fantasy VII remake trailer. Still uh, one of the greatest trailers at E3 show was very, 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 very cool trailer, which understandably so why they played it again. Um, oh, yeah, why wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. Just like, fuck it, everyone watch this again. You ready? Uh, on top of the probably the 80 times everyone else had already watched it. Um, I think I, by that point I'd already watched it, yeah, about 10 or 15 times just on, yep. on loop yep. going, it's happening, we're doing it, those yep. crazy bastards. Um, uh, it was also uh, Star Ocean, Integrity and Faithlessness was announced. Uh, for a uh, North American and Europe release. That game is not very good from what I hear. Um, it came out and it's just sort of fizzled a little bit. Um, Kingdom Hearts Unchained Key, the mobile game, which has a story which will tie into Kingdom Hearts 3. Cool. Um, they all, all the Kingdom Hearts, do, they, they all do this. That wasn't yep. news. Yep, exactly, yep. Because who knows what the fucking story... Anyway. Um, Tokyo RPG Factory was uh, officially unveiled uh, and they showed off uh, at the, the title at, which was referred to at the time as Project Setsuna which later became I Am Setsuna um, it's crazy to think that since this conference they've released two games <laughs> yeah fuck yeah they have haven't they not, not, not in a bad way like they got I, they got Setsuna out pretty quickly and then yeah. whatever the second one was called but I skipped completely Lost Sphere I think wasn't it yeah that's the one good work yeah. Joel yep um I only know that because I talk about it on OK Games so much because Josh still hasn't played it after he bought it when it came out. <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to believe, but yeah. I just after after I never got to the end of I Am Setsuna, I just I didn't know if I would play that one. Honestly, yep. I just didn't. Yep. No, fair enough. So I just never bought it. Fair enough. Um, uh, Tomb Raider Go was announced, which is pretty cool. Um, I've not played the Go games. I kind of want to. They seem like good mobile games to be honest um so maybe i'll check them out but kyron we got to see near for the first time near automata was revealed but not as near automata it was uh i think they just called it like project near um yeah that was that, that was like the third most exciting thing that square showed in their conference yeah exactly yeah yeah at the time, look like looking back retrospectively at the time i was like oh neat yeah, near that sounds interesting that was pretty cool character designs now looking back on it, I'm like, it's one of my favorite games of all time. Um, but yeah, and that was about it, really, wasn't it? They had that big Kingdom Hearts trailer as well. Oh, the Kingdom Hearts trailer. Oh, well. Sorry, I did skip that. Skip it over that, yeah. that yeah, where they showed a bunch of uh, environmental stuff, some combat. They showcased like uh, some of the Disney rides that would become summons. That's right, and yes. the Pegasus. From Hercules, they showed that as well. Mm-hmm. So yep. yeah, there was, there was some nuggets in Epic Kingdom Hearts, uh, and Hitman as well. Hitman, the oh yeah, Hitman. The, which yeah, when the, I think that's when they started talking about it being episodic and and things like that, didn't they? But they didn't confirm it, but they I think everyone was sort of like, this sounds like it's going to be episodic. Yeah, and everyone was like, that sucks. And now is again, like looking back on it, everyone's like, that's actually worked really well for that for that franchise. Wow, kind of, I guess, except for well, the part how they... I, yeah, in terms of critically, yes, like, and, and I think even publicly it's it sold really well, but I don't, I just, yeah, that, that's, they're still making it, season two is apparently coming. Yes, so, so I mean, it, it is worth saying that, like, Square no longer publishes it, but mm-hmm. also IO got to keep the Hitman IP, so... Yep. Good on sort them. of an amicable split, I guess, as best as you're going to get. Yeah. All right. What are we seeing at Square Enix's 2018 
showing. Okay, let's let's get the big the big elephant out of the room first. Kingdom Hearts three release date will happen. Yep. The game is playable on the show floor. Yep. Nomura said at um, some in, like I think it was like a Q and A at the premiere that happened a few weeks back or like okay. a week or so ago. Yep. That a release date would be more than likely announced early June, which sort of lines up with E three. That yeah, that makes it makes sense. Where else are you gonna announce the release date for a game like Kingdom Hearts three? Of course you're gonna fucking do it. As soon as Square Enix were like, We're doing a conference this year, everyone's like, Oh cool, we're getting a release date for Kingdom Hearts three then I guess. Um <laughs> what's well, the thing, like with when Square like again, that's why I went from going back to this press conference. Square had this because they had lots to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this year's gonna be the same. Absolutely. I think you're hundred percent right. Um when do you think that release date's gonna be, Karen? I mean, I think it's going to be like Q3 or 4 this year. Yeah. I don't... Maybe Q4. I don't think Q3 just because Dragon Quest is sitting in that September yeah, slot. Yeah, true. And they might give it some room to breathe and put it out around Christmas time. Yep. Uh, I think it's... I, I think game, it would, Yeah, I think it would be a perfect Christmas game because you're going to get like grandmas and mums and dads going into like EV games and going, oh, it's got Disney characters in it. I'll get that for my my grandchildren for Christmas, like, that's that's an easy sell. Like, really. Um, yeah, absolutely. For, for absolutely. The, for the general public. Um, I mean, I'm going to buy this game and I've not played the other two. I'm also going to buy it because my wife fucking adores the series, so... I'm um, I'm so excited for this game. I'm just yeah. so excited to finally have closure on the goddamn Xehanort story. I'm just ready for it to be over. You and hope. then when we get a Kingdom Hearts 4... No, he's, it is happening. Oh, it's happening? It happen. Okay, cool. All right. Okay. I... I'm excited for Kingdom Hearts 4 when Nomura finally gets away from his convoluted mess of a story he's, I, I don't even want to say created, like fallen fallen into. Just, yeah, just like, it, it's he sort of tripped over a rock and then fell down a mountain and snowballed into this giant thing. And but, like, um, he, he probably had a really nice story as he was walking along and then he tripped mm-hmm. over and it's yep. just like, oh, yep. what have I done? Yep. <laughs> we uh, tie this hey, up and finish it. Hey, all they had to show me was fucking... Toy Story and getting to fucking squad up with Woody and Buzz and I'm like oh, shut up and take my money I'm in I don't Are you ready for sound alikes uh, yeah look that's fine it's the, the pure the pure magic of just being in that world and like from cause from that press event as well like seeing the stuff from the Toy Story world looks so fucking good like walking being able to walk through an interactive version of Andy's room that fucking makes me so happy. That alone is worth the like ninety bucks I'm going to pay for that game. Like you know, that's <laughs> I'm in, done, I'm done. And the fact it's Monsters Inc. and everything else as well in there as well. The Pixar nerd in me is very excited for it. And I know that seems very shallow, but hey, look, Square, you've got my money. So, um, oh, so we'll probably get a story trailer. I imagine story yeah. trailer because that'll also let them because I. We can talk about it later. I but I don't think it'll be showing up. But uh, mm. I, you know, we'll say now. I don't think yep. the seven remake is showing up just because no. of the stuff that's been going down lately. No. But in bold text, like with italic and underline on it, <laughs> Cloud is a pivotal part of the uh, one of the world storylines in Kingdom Hearts as a franchise. Yep. So you can get your little Cloud fix, or Square can get their Cloud yep. Final Fantasy Seven hype fix. By slotting him in this trailer, and everybody yep. wins. Because yep. look, it's Cloud. He's here. Remake may not be here, but Cloud is still here. You, you're 100% right there. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, That's, yeah you're spot oh, on. Yeah. That's 100% He's, happening. 
I know you haven't you you haven't played the games, but his story left off at a I don't want to say a cliffhanger because who fucking knows? But <laughs> Cloud's story in Kingdom Hearts two where it drops off, you're like, okay, well, I'm interested to see how this ends. And then obviously Kingdom Hearts two was ten more ten or more years ago now. Yep. It's like I'm I don't know, I'm just ready to see Cloud again. Fuck it, why not? <laughs> Give me that fan service. I know you're going to. Um, yeah, for sure. I think, so do you want to, you definitely don't think it's going to be, Final Fantasy Seven's going to be there? I mean, I think you're right, 100% right, because it, that game, I don't think there's a game you know what? anymore. I don't think that you they know, have you, anything you, you, to show. You know, you know what? I'm now doubting myself. They might show, like, another, just another trailer. Maybe no. of characters other than, like, the Avalanche guys. No, nah, fuck it. They're going to show that same trailer again. No, no they won't show that trailer <laughs> they're again. Gonna, they're going to be like, yeah, let's watch it again, guys. And we're going to expect what? the same response. Maybe I play the intro. Maybe I just play the intro video, which sort of will yeah. cover Cloud and Barrett, but also will give people their first look at, like, fucking remake Aerith as well. Aerith, Aerith. Oh, God. That game's going to settle the... Not settle the debate, but... Yep. It's gonna yep. see what see what they pick for a name for her. They're gonna be they the canon, her off as well. The canon uh, pronunciation, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, it's I honestly stressful times. I, like you said, with what's been going down with that the, uh, over the past couple of months, I don't think they have anything to show. I think that's, that's why I, I yeah. I think if you put on a press conference, though, you bring a CG trailer of some sort, just yeah. of some sort. You've thrown something together with what you've got left over, yeah, maybe, yeah. Yep. If nothing else, Square knows how to make a CG trailer. Yep. Um, it's like their bread and butter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, true. Very true. Uh, Before, something... I know I know. you want to oh, no, move no. on. I don't, actually, I, oh, yeah, okay. I was just going to... I forgot to put it in the notes. Okay. Guaranteed, we are getting like a two-minute, three-minute trailer going over Final Fantasy XV's year two plans. Oh, yep, 100%. Yeah, you're not wrong. They announced that second, like, season pass sort of thing with more content. Yeah. We're seeing that here, for yep, sure. for sure. Yep, that's a, that's a, that's a, a mid-conference thing. And yeah. at the end of that, that's they'll go work. into, they'll, at the end of that, they'll go into Kingdom Hearts or fucking Final Fantasy um, Seven. Yeah. That's what they'll do. They'll use yep. it as a, a Just a transition. Board. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Buster Sword will be announced for Final Fantasy Fifteen. Yep. Yeah, no, that, that's yeah, that's pretty much a lock too. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. Um. All right. Something else. I'm just not like I'm sort of overwhelmed about Shadow of the Tomb Raider. We'll see it. Hey, if we, if we could finally see gameplay, yeah, you know, it's fine. Like, how we does a job? This game got announced. Press got to play it. Fair enough. You know, it's their job. And that we all we got was a CG trailer. And they're like, just yep. read the impressions. And for the impressions I've been reading and listening to, it's just sort of like, yeah, it's. It's Tomb Raider. It's a Tomb Raider game. Yeah. It's like, oh, is the gameplay not going to be interesting? Is that why they haven't shown it? Oh, dear God. I'd be even happy with just like a more coherent story trailer. Like that release trailer is like that. The reveal trailer is just like, what? What's happening? I, I watched, um, I'm sure you watched <laughs> it as well on Trailer Jones. The um, Easy Allies do. Yes, a, I did. A, a, a show where they rate trailers. Not about like what the trailers are for, but the trailers themselves. And it's a really cool um like you know review show it. they do it's really great um because they love trailers and uh they do yeah shadow of the tomb Raider. we love trailers yeah we do love trailers i fucking love trailers the best i've i've been on record as saying not on the show but like in the past i would pay like 
a movie ticket price is to go and see like two hours of movie trailers is at the cinemas I'd be like yeah that'd be great it'd be fucking awesome yeah. it'd be really cool just like and just like throwing weird shit too throwing game trailers in there as well <laughs> just be like alright let's two hours of just trailers that'd be great it's so um, crazy yeah fucking A uh, but yeah like they, they were saying that this trailer just doesn't I, I had no idea what the angle is for that I, but it also doesn't do it in the way that I'm like, oh, I'm intrigued to know more. I'm just like, okay, that trailer exists. It just looks more. It looks like more Tomb Raider, and that's why I'm worried. The game is just going to look like more Tomb Raider. Let's hope that Crystal Dynamics are just putting this out and we're moving no, on. No, no, no. This isn't Crystal Dynamics. It's not Crystal Dynamics, is it? Okay, then I'm. In, I, no, no, I, no, 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 no. This. No, Joel. Oh, Joel. So this is why the next part of this, our next like little note here is interesting. Shadow of a Tomb Raider is by Idos Montreal, the Deus Ex team. Uh, oh, that's right. Because Sorry. Crystal Dynamics are currently all tied up in an Avengers game. That's what I want to see, Kyron. I, I, I mean, I Infinity it. War is hot shit. We are seeing this game. Let's I'm, fucking go. Let's do it. Crystal this, Dynamics doing a fucking Avengers game. Let's fucking go. Oh, now, they're... There are some things to keep in mind. I know, I know. So <laughs> there were job listings for Crystal Dynamics that sort of alluded to games as a service. So yep. a game that you would keep coming back to, a mm-hmm. lot of like Destiny, mm-hmm. Division sort of stuff. Yep. Um, so again, it just makes sense. If I'm Square Enix and I've got this expensive Avengers IP, yep. I'm making it a game that's going to just exist and live. Yep. Hey, but if I get... To, if I, get, I know it's the theme of this episode... I get to squat up with you and we get to be fucking like Cap and Bucky or fucking Iron Man and Spider-Man. Fucking let's go. Let's go. I'm ready. Yeah. Shut up and take my money. I'm I'm excited. I'm yeah. really excited. I think this game has the potential to be very good. Do you, do you what think... What I don't think it... Okay. Do you, do you think it's going to be say, a... Uh, do you think it's going to be a... Um, uh, if it's going to be a game as a service, do you think it's going to have a battle royale mode? Because I heard, I can't remember where I heard it, which podcast I heard it from. I don't know whether it was Easy Allies or whether it was um, on maybe Kind of Funny, but they were like, well, I think it might have been Kind of Funny. I think Greg Miller might have dropped this one, and I was like, oh my god, that'd be amazing. Battle royale mode, but you get dropped into a map and you randomly spawn as as a Marvel superhero. And it, I was like, that it's always- sounds awesome. I would play that here's, so much. Here's the thing. My least favorite mode in the arcade at, in Overwatch is Mystery Heroes. Okay, yeah, fair enough. I would not like that. I don't right. I don't I don't want that. I want to pick my hero. Yep. All right. Well, maybe maybe it's got both. Maybe but like the fact that like you you get to pick and it's like, "All right, I'm going to be Iron Man this match. We'll drop it in. Where are we dropping in, boys?" And just like fucking oh, please Iron don't Man Battle Royale in this game. Just as a mo, I don't want it to be the the sole existence of it or the the bread and butter of it, but I'd be interesting. It'd be cool. I choose to play as Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> now he appears at my fingers. The gauntlet appears on the map, and you've got to get to it, and then because it's a completely original idea that no one's done before, and you've got to get to the gauntlet. And when you put it on, you get to become Thanos. Oh, that's that's original. Why. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm onto something here. Um, but yeah, I think I think we're gonna, like you said, Infinity War and, and Marvel is all the rage at the moment. It will be like three weeks out from. I mean, I know it's not as exciting, but we'll be three weeks out from like you know, Ant Man and the Wasp. So just well, 
they also are like rushing out Infinity War. Like it'll be available digitally like early July. Yeah, true. Yeah. Fuck. Um, yeah. But also more fuel to the fire at the Kingdom Hearts Q and A event. Like Nomura was in a Stark Industries shirt. Fucking so gosh. we do know that Square Enix has the Avengers IP. Like it just makes sense. This oh. game is going to be there. Yes. Yes. Let's open it up. Let's, because we haven't heard about this game for like a good two years now. Yeah, it was and always, always like you know like shattered remains. The CG of, trailer, like the CG trailer, like a, of like a project trailer. It's like this is yeah. what the game could be. <laughs> and everyone was like, "All right, cool. Let's, all right, we'll, we'll be interested." But yeah, I think you're right. It's this, this has to be there, and it's. I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna explode with happiness when I see this. Hopefully, fingers crossed. I think regardless, I'll still be happy, but. Um, I hope it's good. I think what's not showing up is the rumored Guardians of the Galaxy game from IDOS, just because, again, mm. they're busy with Shadow of a Tomb Raider. Yep. It just feels too soon. Yep. I do believe that rumor's true, though. Like, I yep. just, it just makes sense. Maybe, maybe like a, like a 30 second announcement trailer, just like a, oh, uh, they put something I, Maybe out a there. Guardian will show up in the Avengers trailer, but I don't know if we get, like, anything for this. Mm. True. Like, Star Lord could show up in the Avengers trailer, and that would probably be enough. Yep. But, um, oh, man. But yeah, like it just this that that one there, much like the Kingdom Hearts blowout, just makes sense. I'm fucking blow these two games up. So goddamn ready. <laughs> let's let's see it. Reveal yourselves, so tr- Avengers. Before we get too excited, there's one that I haven't listed here. Okay, because I wanted to remind you of it in the spur of a moment. I'm oh, not sure cool. if we've talked about it recently. Yeah, <laughs> Square Enix did announce another game. Do you remember what it was? Oh, I'm racking my brain. I don't think I can. It's a game coming to PS4 and PC mm. at the moment. Uh, it is called Left Alive. <gasps> Fuck, that's right. Oh my god, yes. Featuring uh, featuring some some good names. <laughs> oh yeah. Most, the most the most important ones for me, really, and I think for people who care, are. Uh, I'm going to butcher these pronunciations. That's right. Do your best. Toshifumi Nabashima, from, who is the director of the Armored Core series from From Software. Uh, Yoji Shinkawa, the character designer from Metal Gear Solid. And Takayuki Yanasi, the mech designer from Go- from one of the Ghosts in the Shells. Fuck. So, yes. Left Alive <laughs> is a game that I keep forgetting about. I don't even remember why, why it occurred to me. I'm like, but of course, I'm hoping this will be there. I think, I, yeah, man. God, that trailer was good. And that fucking poster. It, it was a really, was so really cool. short like concept trailer. Seeing that, yeah, the art by the Metal Kid Solid designer. Oh. I was like, yes. Yes. This game, more please. Yep. Do you think we see it this year? I think it, they've gone quiet so, enough about it. And I think, like, for me, like, you, had that, you got that reaction to me. I think uh, if they do talk about that, that, that's a good ace in the hole of people going, oh, fuck, I forgot about this moment of their conference. Um, and it could be it was good, revealed. Like, it Game Awards? It was announced by Sony themselves, actually, oh. at the 2017 Tokyo Game Show. Tokyo Game well, Show. Prior to their press conference there. Yeah. And it was slated, It's it, at the time, was slated for 2018 release. It is from the Front Mission, the Front Mission series, which is a long-running series. Uh, yeah, I feel yeah. like I hope this pops up. This could be their this could be their show closer if they're gonna. Maybe it could be. A, it would be a That'd good be one exciting. just to be like a a one more thing. No, no you, you close with Avengers, man. But yeah. maybe this. I don't know. 
I think you Avengers could, there's been a longer gap between talking about it as opposed to this, which was last that's year. True. Whereas Actually, Avengers has been two years. Maybe 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 left left alive and then Avengers blow out at the end. Maybe. I maybe. just it occurred to me like the other day, I'm like, I could put this in notes. No, I'm dropping this one on Joel. <laughs> I'm dropping Left Alive on him. Yeah, no, thank you. You did mention it to me the other day and then I forgot about it again. <laughs> I wasn't sure because I, I know I was talking to someone about it. Yeah. It, it obviously was you. I think, yeah. I think when you were down here last weekend, I think you were talking, we were talking about it and I was oh, like, man. oh yeah. And then completely I'm forgot so, about it again. I'm so excited. Yep. Um, all right. So what else have we got here? A couple of other unknowns. Do you think they give it like, we probably get a new trailer for Dragon Quest 11, even though it's out in September, yep. you know, drop a new trailer, get, yep. get people leaks. I think sadly Square Enix knows that it's, probably not going to get a huge audience it almost feels like a like good guy square good guy square going yeah we'll localize dragon quest 11 for you even yep. though it probably isn't going to garner any real f- huge financial success i'm excited for it and i'll probably pick it up but yeah I, I probably a new trailer right makes sense yeah i think so i think new trailer maybe yeah i think you'll get a trailer for there it at wa- least yeah there was the walmart leak which which revealed Just Cause 4. Do you think we see Just Cause 4? I mean, had I not known, had Rage 2 not been announced to be uh, Avalanche Software working on it, maybe. Even still, maybe. Like, Avalanche, Joel, Avalanche opened a third studio. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, Avalanche are big. It's been, well, I mean, it's been long enough. Like, um, I think Just Cause 3 came out in uh, 2015 as well. I'll yeah, be, December I'll be completely, 1st, honest, completely honest with you, Joel. If the Square Enix press conference opens with Just Cause 4, <laughs> oh. I will have the weirdest sense of deja vu. And I have to like, like, check my watch in the calendar and be like, what year is it? Yeah, I was going to say that Robin Williams from Jumanji. What year is this? Yeah. Um, is it 2018? It is? Okay, good. Yeah, okay. I, I, just, I, haven't, I haven't like fallen asleep and gone back in time. Um, <laughs> Kyra, you wrote another word here. That's this new just cause four. So this one's it feels like it's almost impossible. It feels like it's so far in the in the future. Yeah, but near we know there's a new near project of some sort exactly in the works. And I mean, well, look, the you last know- time they had a press conference was when they announced Automata without calling it Automata, but we saw something from it. And then it was, you know, another two years till we saw it. You know what would make me happy, Joel? What? It could be a simple announcement. It could just be Nier Automata on Switch. Fuck. I'll buy that again. I'll buy that again. Just to sort of, without without showing a new Nier, just remind people about Nier. Because, I mean, it it does feel too soon. I think they'll talk about Nier. I think they'll talk about the success of Nier. I think they'll have a, a part about it going... You know, will, I hope Yoko, so. will Yoko Taro reveal himself? Oh, that's a good question. He's fucking wildcard, so who knows? He who might knows? fucking he might jetpack in from the roof. I don't fucking know. Like, hey, that man's hey, here's a the thing, Joel. Crazy genius. He he could be on stage, and we wouldn't know if he's got his mask off. Fuck! <laughs> You're never gonna know. Fuck. <laughs> Who was it? I think it was um it. at one point it was Suda fifty one had his mask on. 
Oh fuck, I love it so much. And there's like there's like a video of him taking it off and it's like, oh Suda fifty one? What? <laughs> I just love it. It's that great. Gu- that mask I, is great. I love I love your guitarist so much. And, and I, he seems like such a ge- like a yeah. a genuine guy. Like when you see him talking about yeah. Like how he sees himself, like how he sees himself as a game developer. He's like, I don't really deserve the success I've got. Yep. Really. He's super humble about it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh um, man. Nier Automata. Brilliant game. Play it if you haven't. Yes, please fucking play it. It's honestly one of my favorite All the way games. to the ending, not or, to the first ending. Yeah, don't fucking... End, and don't be put off by the fact that it's like, oh, I've got to play this game five times to get the right... No, it's not like that at all. It's like a continuation of the game. <laughs> yeah, just play the fucking game. So good. So fucking good. Uh, do you think we'll see anything else? Wildcard or anything really off from the wall Square? from Square? So here's the thing about Square. They're a weird company. Yeah. And whilst they have said they're trying to focus on more immediate releases, you also just know there's a part of them that can't help. Be like, hey, look at this. How far away is that game? Uh, y- y- generations. <laughs> yeah. Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy 16 versus 15. That becomes sixteen in like six t- in six years time. Oh. <laughs> could you imagine? Although, like, they could show a new expansion for fourteen. Oh yeah, actually, that's probably not a bad. I think it's usually a couple of years, and I can't remember when the last one came out. Stormblood was last year, maybe. So maybe it's too soon. I don't know. Fourteen could show up though in like a a middle of the show sort of yeah, just that sp- like sizzle trailer. In in I don't mean this in a derogatory way, but in a filler. Segment. It's like, yeah. yep. Same for Dissidia as well, their fighting game. Yeah, true. Just true. Getting some new characters as DLC. Yep. That um, was going really cheap the other day at EB, I believe. It was like 50 bucks. It's still too much for what yeah. it is. I want to buy it. <laughs> yeah. 50 bucks is still too steep. That's what I thought. I was going to message you about it and I'm like, nah, it's still too much for Karen. It's still too rich. Just ha- half that price, yeah. 25, then I'll pick it up. Yeah. For a game that's multiplayer only. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. Um, well,. I think yeah, uh, that sort of covers it for Square. I think, I think it covers it for Square. There's a lot there, though, and if they deliver on even like half of this, it's still going to be a good showing. I think. And um, that's a fi- oh, actually, oh no, it's too soon. too soon for what? I'm just think. I'm thinking. Oh, looks, we know that they're working on in, on um, Octopath with Nintendo, oh. but like, there's always the outside chance for a new Bravely Default. Like we, we okay. got the two on DS. Will they do so that? There's a chance that could show up. Will they do that there, or will, will Nintendo want that? Okay, so that depends. If it's on 3DS, they'll do it here. Uh yeah. If it's on Switch, they'll do it. At if the... it's a Switch game, though, like probably on the Nintendo thing. But I don't know. Like Bravely Default's a game that I'm I'm ready for a third entry in that series. That's not a that's not a bad what? not a bad outlier. Yeah. And like, do you think Tokyo RPG Factory has something else in the works? I mean. Lost Sphere was this year, so they've probably got something else coming. But uh, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, their, their turnaround time's ridiculous, so maybe. I mean, not to speak down to the games, I guess. No, 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 no of they're course not. sort of similar. Like, you can turn them through pretty quick. And hey, they are the RPG factory. factory yeah, I know. It sort of comes with the name, I guess. They're sort of like living up to that. Um, all right. Shall we? Shall we move on to our our last conference for for this week? We shall. I think so. So. Uh, Probably, uh, probably one of the most one of the most impressive shows of last year. I think that and Ubis- this and Ubisofts were probably the the standouts. I think um, Microsoft 
coming through with the goods last had a, year. Had a good show last mm-hmm. year. It didn't really occur to me until I was watching it again the other yeah. day. And I was, yeah, wow, good yeah, show. Good. They they took the Sony route of like the the Sony like twenty sixteen route of like game game game. Let's talk about this one for a little bit. Like they sort of did their own spin on it, but like let's talk about this one for a little bit. Game 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 segment of indie games segment of this game. Um, it was just a really well put together show. Um, opening up with the uh, the reveal of the Project Scorpio, which we now know as the Xbox One X. Um, talking about that, let's but, let's see what this monster can do. Some some pretty like oh, oh, lines. I did like that. Like going into the specs was a good idea because yeah. the people who care about that stuff would care about Absolutely. the Xbox One X. Like and especially starting so the show with as well. Move. Like just you know let's let's yeah, do this get out now. Of the way. And also, people were just still hyped, like, oh my god, it's so cool. And, like, seeing the fact that it's, like, the smallest Xbox as well, which was even more impressive. And um, then we got to see it running. We got to see it running uh, Forza Horizon, uh, Forza Motorsport 7. Um, mm, and before that, we could see a car. car in here. <laughs> I tweeted about this. Yeah, Please don't bring that. a car out again this year, but I probably will they because there'll probably be a Forza game. So Yeah, Forza Horizon uh, 4 will be there for sure. I think it's, yeah. Time. I think you mean five. Five. So skipping four. Forza Horizons didn't, five. Didn't you yeah. see the Walmart? Yeah. The Walmart leak. Yeah, it's Forza Horizons five with an S as well. Um, I did see an interesting theory about that, and it just it made me think. Like, what if they? What the typo was? Was it meant? It meant to say Forza Horizons. That's not. That would I and use it as like a, a platform, like a service, like a game exactly. A yeah, yeah, would make sense, and that'd be pretty fucking cool for a racing game to do that. Do what Drive Club mm. wanted to do, basically. Yeah, yeah. And, be- and believe in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's. I think the at this stage, especially after, if we're looking just to sort of you know go jump into the what actually happened in the twelve months since last year. Um, uh, Forza uh, Motorsport 7 did not do great critically. It was pretty average at best from what I heard. Um, I there is was... one hiccup about that, but we'll get into that when we talk about our hopes for this year's conference. Okay, cool. Um, But yeah, so we saw Forza Horizon. Uh, what else was there last year? I don't know Forza Horizon. Forza Motorsport 7 was there. Um. We got a, a lot of interesting reveal trailers that were chosen for Microsoft stage, like something like um, Joel before the storm. Joel, I, I'm I know Karen, yep. I know <sighs> Joel, I know. But before we get to that, just the, just the, 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 we'll gloss over these ones a little bit. But Life is Strange before the storm, uh, Metro Exodus showing there. Um, what else have we got there as well? I think it's about Black it. Desert Online. Black Desert Online. There we go. That's the other one. Um, but yes, Karen, of course. <laughs> what do we get? Dragon Ball Fighters. Yeah. Dragon Ball Fighters. And a great trailer. Shit, man. Too. Great trailer. <sighs> yeah. I I sometimes think back on that first trailer. It's um, and yeah. I can't believe that that game delivered exactly yeah. what I wanted. It really did. It's uh it's Keep an eye for that game well. on my game of the year list later this year. Just keep an eye out for it. It's going to be there. Oh, I I've no <laughs> doubt whatsoever. No Got new characters coming this week. I'm ready. Let's do Fuck. it. <laughs> um, but yeah, and some of the uh, like the idea at Xbox announcements that they went through. A Cuphead got its release date, um, which was exciting because that was you know a long time coming. Um, so it was good to see that that game finally got a release date and came out and was like everything it 
like everyone wanted it to be basically it was fucking good game i i adore that game and it, that watching rewatching this conference i was like shit i own that i need to go back and play more of it um <laughs> it's it's so good uh i love it it's it's a great game so to see that get data was really cool uh deep rock galactic which is just uh, is out in early access on the xbox at the moment looks interesting i kind of want to give it a go but i don't want to play it by myself so probably not going to get it um, yeah it looks good. My my own concern is like the actual mechanics, but there are videos I could probably look up and see how it plays. But it's it was a game that at their show last year, I really liked the look of. Yeah, it's cool. It was a, a cool idea. Like you know, these like dwarves like mining into a planet with like four player co op, class based co op. I think it's like all right. It's an interesting take on things. Shoot a bunch of alien bugs. Yeah, exactly. Do some mining. I'm like, all right, sounds like fun. Can you get behind that? Um, the last night, which I remembered, I was like, oh, this looks really cool. I remember that. And then I remembered that the guy who created it is apparently a bit of a dick. So yeah, the controversy around it. Yeah. Um, I, look, I might, I'll keep an eye on that game as well. We've heard nothing from it since then. Um, cause that was the first we saw of it. Uh, and it, it does look, yeah. it, visually it looks really good and thematically as you well. Can't, yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. it's like that game and like Octopath just make HD pixel stuff look just incredible. Fucking oath, yeah. Uh, the, and the animations too. Like there's that part where he, like the character's holding a gun against someone slumped on the ground and he's like breathing and like like he, like like he, like heavily breathing. And I'm like that look. The, the animations look so weirdly realistic in this like pixel form. It's I, it's struck me again watching it. And I was like wow. Um, speaking of gorgeous looking things, uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps as well, the sequel to the massively, massively, uh, acclaimed, uh, Ori and the Blind Forest, which we are both introduced in the classiest way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, with the, uh, like the, just the composer piano, playing just, piano. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. And a fucking sad, watching that trailer again, I was like, oh, man, this trailer's sad. And then I remembered that apparently... These games are super sad games, so um, good. Yeah. Uh, Tacoma got a release date. Um, that's out on PS4 now. Who would have thought this time last yep. year we would have thought that was going to happen? It's, I mean, I suppose that probably makes sense because Gone Home eventually made the jump. So, um, Yeah, the turnaround felt quicker, though. Yeah, it was like within 12 months of them going, hey, the game's out. It's uh, Xbox, PC only. Oh, cool. And then surprise! It was literally like a, a two-week announcement. They're like, "Oh yeah, by the way, Tacoma's coming out on PS4 next week." I was like, "Fuck! All right, I kind of want to play it." <laughs> cheers! Yeah, uh, cheers, cheers! I do want to play it. Cheers, full bright. Um, Steve Gainer, you're a good guy. Um, and Super Lucky's Tale. It was a platformer version of, uh, I, 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 like a console version of the, an Oculus exclusive platformer with a character that looked weirdly like Conker. And I remember. I had flashbacks to watching that conference last year going, what have they done to Conker um, when he first popped up? Because he had like the blue shirt yeah. and he's orange. And I'm like, what have they and, done to and Conker? And the tail, yeah. Um, but then it wasn't. So I was like, thank God. And I Wasn't it a game that was, wasn't it an AR game like a, or something that got it was, turned it was, into a... It was an Oculus game. Yeah, it was an Oculus Rift game. Oculus. Okay. It was an Oculus yeah. exclusive. Cool. I knew it was one of the two. In VR. Yep. AR, AR, VR, whatever. Yep. Yeah, one of those. One of the R's. Uh, one of the R's, yeah. <laughs> and one of the games that I'm still, I've seen, I saw at the last two packs, um, 
and I still yet to play because it, it always had a massive line, and I'm so, I want to play it so much. Uh, the Artful Escape, which I think it was originally called the Artful Escape of uh, Francis Vendetti, um, which is like this weird. Good like, thing they're showing the name. Yeah, I know the Artful Escape's great. Um, this weird sort of like psychedelic surrealistic um, story about like this guy wanting to become a rock star, I guess, and what he thinks he feels like he is, and it's got a ma- the music in the trailer like makes me well up with tears of excitement and just emotion when I hear it. It's just so beautiful. Um, and visually it looks stunning. And I found out this week that it's actually being made by a guy who used to be a member of a band called the Galvatrons, who are an Australian band. Um, like years ago, they had, they used to do this like weird sort of like eighties throwback hair metal-y kind of like power ballad vibe. Um, like rock and roll music and I'm like I remember listening to him going I really like these guys which made me go back and I added a whole bunch to my Spotify playlist this week um listening to him again but yeah it's made by him uh and also I believe that uh Josh Abrams is uh working on the game as well which you might not know that name off the top of your head but you might be familiar with one of his most popular songs which was uh a totally addicted to bass from like the uh late 90s um so he's working on the game as well and I'm like Fuck, that says that explains a lot. So I'm pretty excited for that one. Hopefully I hear more about it somewhere this year. But who knows? Um it's a whole bunch of Minecraft stuff, the crossplay thing, seeing the switch on the stage was really weird but kinda cool. Um Because guess who wasn't playing ball and still isn't who isn't playing ball? No, it's Sony. Think of the children, Kyron. Think of the children. So ironic coming from a company when there's nin- when Nintendo's here going, yeah, we'll play ball. Yeah, yeah. Now I guess like the caveat there is how it works. Yeah, like it sounds like you log in with your Xbox Live. And like I kind of yeah, fair enough, I guess. Yeah, I see their point. It's like, all right, well that makes sense, I guess. But yeah, even still, um, State of Decay Two that game's out now. It's getting like seven middling reviews. Yeah, <laughs> like sevens. Apparently it's okay. It's not, yeah, not not perfect by a long stretch. Sea of Thieves, we saw some more from that. Uh, it got a delay until 2018 because I, I forgot it was supposed to come out last year. Um, yeah, it was, and they they did that huge. They blew it open with like that, just all that gameplay, which was so exciting to yeah, see. It was a really cool trailer. Um, but that's pretty much if you watch that trailer, you've played the game. Um, yeah. And I don't mean yeah. that in a bad way because it is still really fun and the moment-to-moment gameplay can be really fun and it's all about, like, you know, the stories that you have of things that you occur, uh, you you come across and hap- have happened to you while you're in that world. But, yeah. Um, and we saw Crackdown 3, which <laughs> it got dated for November 7th last year. <laughs> that didn't happen. Yeah, it was meant to come out alongside the Xbox One X. That's right. That didn't happen, but the trailer was pretty cool because it had Terry Crews in it. So, I love Terry Crews, man. He's the best. Put him in Overwatch already. He loves it. (laughs) He built a PC. He got a PC built for him so he could play Overwatch with his son. He's the fucking best. What a legend. Um, Yeah, just Terry Crews, legit dude. Love the guy. Thumbs up. All right, what are we going to see this year from, from Microsoft? Okay, so... Microsoft are probably one of the biggest question marks coming mm-hmm. into this show. I would say mm-hmm. they need to they 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 need to have a good show this year. 
They really do. And I, I don't mean that in a, fuck you, Microsoft, I'm Sony, like, at all. But, like, honestly, like, on paper, they need to have a good year. Um, they need to have some, some sort of exclusive that is a legitimate exclusive to Microsoft um, to sort of, you know, I guess get people keeping on that Xbox bandwagon. Um, what do you think we're going to see? I mean, I think we can rule Halo out. I think Halo 6 is a ways off. I don't think that's happening yet. Do you think we'll get a, a Master Chief walking through the desert in a, in a, in a nice little cape trailer? I don't, I don't think so. Hey, if, if we're lucky, maybe they'll confirm that they're finally ready to finish fixing the Master Chief collection. Who knows? That's actually a probably, I think that's a safe bet because Halo will be there in some way, shape or form. And I think that's going to be the one that, um, that they run with and go, Hey, it's, it works now guys. Um, because again, to, we keep, I feel like we keep harping on it as we go through these things, but ever since the Bethesda thing happened, it's, it's, we have to consider it. Uh, the Walmart leak did mention Gears of War 5. Yep. I mean, it's only been, what, two years since uh, 4? Is that 2016? Yes. It wasn't that so. last year's show, so it must have been the E3 yeah. before that. Yeah. Yep. So. And hey, the, the, that company, that, that studio, the Coalition, whatever they're called, yep. they were built to make Gears of That's War games. The Gears Company, yeah. There's the Pokemon company Although, and then there's the Gears company. Yeah. The Gears company, yeah. yeah. There was something about a potential new IP leaked by a mocap studio. I mean, it could happen. I hope so. It could happen. I, I, I want Microsoft to have a really good console exclusive. I want them to have something that's... I, I know I say console exclusive, but obviously that means you know it'll be Xbox Play Anywhere as well. So you'll be able to play it on Play PC, Anywhere. But, um, but I mean, I want something that you can only play and will only ever be able to play on a Microsoft platform. Um, I want them yeah, to have absolutely. that. Yeah, absolutely. Because, like, Sony's, Sony's got it. Like, all right, we get it. You got God of War. You got fucking Naughty Dog just churning out hit after hit. You fucking got Spider-Man. You got a fucking Marvel game that's exclusive to your console. We get it. You're doing all right for yourselves. Give give Microsoft some love. Um, is there anything... Like, Wild card, like just scrambling off the top of your head. Is there anything that you would like to see, like any company you would like to see doing an exclusive for, for Xbox? I would love. I think it's been long enough. I would love to see someone, not necessarily the company that made it originally. I would love. Oh, you know, oh, no, that's that's too much. It's too much to hope for. You gotta say Perfect it now. Dark. You've, you've, oh, let's go, back, let's go back to let's go back to Perfect Dark. Mm. Uh, what are the guys? What are the X Free Radical guys doing? It's been a while since that Fuck. studio got shut down, and since like time, but I don't even know if that time splitters HD things even happening anymore. Kyram. I don't know how many of them are at Platonic with ukulele. Kyram. Find those guys. What if? What if? You Perfect get, Dark. Now. What? What if you got a new Time Splitters game exclusive to Xbox? Nah, man. That's too. I'm. I'm. I'm going big here. Let's. 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 Let's That's big. Let's get. Let's get. Let's get wild. I don't even know who owns the Time Splitters IP. That's the thing. Honestly. I couldn't even think of who knows that either. I'll have to Google it yeah. because mm. it's been so long. Yeah. Like, when was Time Splitters three? That was like GameCube, PS3 era, wasn't it? I think so. PS2, yeah. I should say. Yep. Um, I think a, a Perfect Dark would be a Perfect Dark would be a really 
interesting one. Try and uh, retcon and rectify. Bring back, give her a fucking English accent again. Oh, Let's pretend that Zero oh never happened. Let's get Joanna Dark back the way we know and love her. Let's go. Uh, yeah, that's that'd be that'd be good. Yeah, right. That'd I'm, I'm ready for another perfect dark. And imagine if we got like, a, I didn't, I couldn't stand, I couldn't stand perfect dark zero. Imagine if we got a perfect dark that was more true to the original, like with just spy Joanna with the multiple yep. objectives. See, I never played going zero. more so. I played a bit of it on 360. Yep. It was. Pretty much the worst, and I'm sad because I love Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark's so good. I yeah, love so that's Dark. one of the that. If you were to ask, if you if you ask me what is my pie in the sky thing, I would love to see from Microsoft at E3. It is a new Perfect Dark from someone. I don't know who. I think that's. I don't but think for, that's but, out of the realm of possibility either. I think that you might be onto something there. That's interesting. Oh, uh, to answer our question from earlier, Joel. I don't know if they still own the IP, but the last Time Splitters was published by. Who do you think? Fuck, I I never played much Time Splitters, so I I, I don't really know. Well, I can I can tell you who published one and two. Who was it? So that was Idos back when they were a publisher, oh. not just a studio that worked for Square. Oh, but Time Splitters Three Future Perfect was published by EA. Oh, fuck. I know, right? Oh, so that's... I don't know if that means they own the IP. Oh, fuck. Because I think that... Because the whole Time Splitters 4 thing was weird. There was going to be one. Yeah. And now I think it's just like some some fans making like a HD version think, as like yeah. a homage. Crytek has some, had some part of it. I don't know, man. Oh, fuck but, uh, yeah. but uh, I want to believe in a perfect dark, please. Perfect dark, yeah. That's That's... Uh, that's, I I want that now so badly. Um, Rare's come out. Rare, Rare came out recently, maybe even like before we started recording, saying that they are open to other studios working with their classic IP if they feel like the fit is right. Fuck. So hey, perfect dark. Let's go. Someone do it. Someone do it and do it well. Um, what else have we got here? Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. So. They, the game is almost definitely at E3. Yeah, like for sure. E, like, it's happening. Yeah. CD Projekt Red uh, are like, we're going to be I, there with something. And everyone's like, well, okay. <laughs> we know what it might, what it's probably going to be. Um, exactly. And the reason I figure it shows up here is, first of all, because, well, I mean, The Witcher got to where it was by being on Xbox 360. Yeah. Sure, the PC versions were good. Of course. But I would I would happily argue that, like, Assassins of Kings, like, the second game on 360 was sort of where it found its mainstream appeal. So it would sort of make sense to me to sort of keep that going. Like, where do you premiere, like, Cyberpunk 27-7? The ridiculous, detailed sci-fi game from bloody CD Projekt Red, yep. creators of The Witcher. Yep. You show it on Microsoft stage running on an Xbox One X. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's, yeah, that's almost a, certainly a lock. I think it's... Like, maybe even if it's a similar manner to how they did Metro Exodus. Yep. As like Again, a- Metro is another one of those series, like we got Last Light on PS3, but 2033 was PC and Xbox only. Yep, yeah. I think so. I, I think know. yeah, it it's got roots in the Xbox 
Microsoft infrastructure, I guess. So I think, yeah, seeing it there yeah. will be good. And look, I'm fucking ready to see that game. Yep. I'm ready to see that I'm game. I'm excited. I, would, I want to be in Cyberpunk I know, land. I know you were intimidated by Witcher 3. Yeah. Oh, shit, man. I, no one makes RPGs like City Project Red. They are just the best in the biz for this stuff. If I, every time, I, every now and then I think, I'm like, maybe I should revisit it. And I'm like, no, I don't have 100,000 years of my life to put towards it. Um, but yeah. Oh, well. Well. <laughs> <laughs> that one was significant. I did hear that one, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, well, when are we done? We can stick it through. You can just edit that part out at like two hours and seven minutes or something. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. I'll, I'll, I've got the, the first one there for when we stop talking and stuff. I'll edit around it. It's fine. I've got nothing yeah, to do. Yeah, sort of have, I guess, finally comb through that. Um, yeah, cool. Shit. Are we ready to move on from Cyberpunk, though, you reckon? Yeah, let's do it. We'll go into the, the potential yeah, right, Kingdom cool. Hearts 3. Yeah. All right. Do you want to go, do you want to go into it or maybe right, go cool. into it? Uh, yeah, I'll go into it. Cool. Uh, so I, Phil Spencer recently also mentioned about potentially bringing some Japanese games to the stage as well. So what do you want to see there, Karen? <laughs> Just take a stab well, in the dark. I, hmm, geez, gosh. What it could be? Well, we know that last year they revealed Dragon Ball Fighters. Mm-hmm. Uh, the year before that, they had... They had Dark Souls three. <laughs> Sorry, listeners, and if you can't tell, there's a uh, there's been a massive storm that's just picked up at Karen's place. <laughs> it literally is just like, hey, what if loud thunder? <laughs> <laughs> the it, the, sto- the weather is getting hyped for E three, guys. That's how exciting it is. It's the time of the year. In fact, my housemate is now behind me. How are you, how are you doing, Brendan? What a bastard. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but I've completely... Yeah, they had Dark Souls 3, Dark Souls and 3. they also had the Final Fantasy 15 demo, which was not That's, good. Yeah, but it wasn't it was good. Yeah, but yeah, it was there. So, Kingdom Hearts? Yeah. Right? I mean... Makes it, sense. It, like, that, it, at the press event, it was running on PS4 and Xbox One, so it was running on both of them. Yeah, and it would make sense for Microsoft to really to get this on their stage because Kingdom Hearts has never been on Xbox before, really. Yep. I think the collections might have come out on it. Actually, I don't think they did. Maybe maybe that's part of so the yeah. announcement. They have a, a, a trailer yep. there and then there they're go. like, bang. That's it. That's the announcement. Yep. Here it is. The one po- Kingdom Hearts 1. 5, Xbox. There you go. Yeah, 1.5 and 2.5 HD remix on... Yeah, that's not a bad... Yeah, that makes sense. Do you think we'll see anything like Wildcard, Japanese developer? Do you think maybe Shadows Die Twice from from Software shows up there? Shit, that's a good question. Because I mean, like that's they had the they had like you said, Dark Souls three premiered at um, at Microsoft. I don't know. My, could this be? Could this be their console? My favorite exclusive? conspiracy theory about Shadows Die Twice is the reason why the trailer was like five seconds long right and this is a, this is a full on conspiracy theory okay, it's because cool. it was they were gonna blow it out at PSX and then ch- plans changed right okay. so I I wanna believe it could show up here don't get me wrong that'd be a good but get I don't think it's an exclusive 
would be a good get if we if it's an exclusive. Oh yeah, but... again, like like you said, they had Dark Souls three, so it's yeah. not impossible. Yeah. Oh boy. So yeah, it would be a good get, I think, for for Shadow Side twice to appear there. But I think you're right. I think that 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 was a, a supposed to be a blowout at at PSX, but I don't know, man. PSX Again, sucked last year. Pure pure conspiracy theory, yeah. but like. It was odd that the game had like a split second teaser and then nothing else. Well, it was, it's like that, that, right? It's like going back, yeah, it is, it's weird. I mean, to be fair, it's also not because just having that from software pop up at the end, that's enough. That's all they, and they know that that's, that's enough. That it's like, there's a new from software game. They are coming. at that point. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, especially after having things like Bloodborne and Dark Souls 3 being so, like, th- those are the ones really to sort of make to the mainstream especially like you know Dark Souls 1 especially but like those were the two that really brought them towards everyone uh, but current, do you think we'll see anything new from the Sea of Thieves guys at Rare yes I think that, that I mean that game is still pretty recent they have been mm-hmm. teasing the Hungering Deep as new content I think yeah. like in fact like Riddle start rolling out this week for that I think it's like yeah it's I like th- t- like today or tomorrow as we record mm. this thing is rolling out <laughs> I'll be honest, I half consider jumping in. I'm still paying for I, Games Pass. It will, I mean, like, if it's... I, I'm I'm going to go back to it and have a look at it. I, I want to know what's in it, but so um, I'm going to oh, check yeah, yeah. it when, out. When the content comes out, for sure. But I was more so talking, like, for riddles. I'm like, maybe it could be fun? I don't know. But it, yeah. Sea of Thieves definitely shows up, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you think we'll get... What do you think we'll get from them? Do you think we'll get... I'm trying to think what what we need to add to the game. More mission variety or uh, different weapons and loot and things like that or a new area to explore. I mean, um, my big thing is always going to be I want meaningful progression, but I don't know yeah. if we get that. I mean, it's a living game, so it, that could that could come at any time. So it wouldn't be a bad idea for them to, if they are working on something like that, maybe to, for that to pop up. Uh, and I was looking at this, like looking at last year, the fact that it got delayed into 2018... Maybe they are still working on stuff that was supposed to be for the launch, but just didn't get around. They didn't come together. So who knows? But I definitely Maybe. think we'll see Sea of Thieves there. That's, um, I would say it's a lock. Yeah, yeah. Maybe even like show opener or like second off the rank. Being like, hey guys, Sea of Thieves here. And then someone's <laughs> like, oh, cool. You Here's know. some cool new multiplayer stuff. It's stuff that should have yeah. been there at launch, but. It yep. launched earlier than we wanted it to, but we had to get out it's, of the door. Exactly. It's like a relatively low-stakes announcement that you could sort of guarantee being there at some point in the middle, I guess. Um, yeah. Cool. Anything else for Microsoft, do you think, is going to bring to the table? This one's sort of going back a bit into January, Joel. Okay. It's a rumour, of course. Rumour? Rumour. Okay. All right, all right. Uh, comes from our from the the, the rumor mill at Eurogamer. Oh God, yeah. So trusted so, news source, exactly. Yeah, they they they've got people. They know people. They do. They really do. Uh, it pertains to the potential that that Microsoft has tapped UK developer Playground, who you might know for the Forza Horizon racing games, to mm-hmm. develop a brand new Fable. Shit, I remember hearing about this. Yep. I think it's so time. This is, this is about less than two years after shutting down Lionhead. 
So yep. it's been a couple of years since the studio themselves got nixed, but yep. Fable would be a good, if it's good, if it looks good, yeah. a Fable game could do well for them. Because I don't really have an game. RPG, like a, like a first party RPG series at all. No, of course not. And I think this, that's, you know, I was saying before about like Microsoft needing to have like that, that exclusive game that people are going to want to play. That That's it. Because the Fable franchise is very beloved, and I think it it's time. Yeah, that's not a bad one. I think we so might I think see that. I think that comes to fruition, and I think we see it. Uh, I don't really know what else to say besides that, but I remembered seeing that rumor back in January, and now we're getting close to E3. I don't know. Like, when has Eurogamer been wrong at this point? That's true, yeah. They're pretty, like, they're relatively, like, fairly close to the mark every time so shit yeah no i think you're right i think i think they're right i think we're gonna see new fable game that's that's the announcement they need that's the big announcement they need yeah because that's the thing isn't it a new forza Mm -hmm. a new gears a new halo that's not really gonna everyone would sort of just roll their eyes but i think a new fable could get people a new fable without like peter molyneux on board could get people's attention yeah, and I mean, the fuck, I know it's a different type of game, but like, from what I've played in Forza Horizon 3, those guys know how to make a good game. Like, it's a very good game, and it is a very good looking game as well, but like, the game itself is also really good, so, you know, giving them something new to sort of cut their teeth on. And we've seen it in the past with companies being given license to sort of make something completely different to what they're known for. Uh, I'm looking at you, Guerrilla Games, with Horizon Zero Dawn coming from, like, first-person shooter background, going to a third-person open-world adventure game. That's a really um, good point, Joel, actually. That's a really good mm. point. So, Maybe like, Microsoft could be their page out of Sony's yeah. book. Yep. And I'll, well, I'll, again, going back to what I said before, like, their show last year was definitely a page out of Sony's book from the year before as well. They crammed in so much into that show, and it was it was for the better, and it was really, really great. So, um, yeah. Well, I am looking forward to what uh, Microsoft's going to bring to the table. I, I think this is the one I'm sort of most excited for just out of, like, curiosity's sake. That's um, exactly really, it. That's where I'm at. Yeah, I, I have no idea what they're going to do. And that that is enough for me to... That's why we love E3. We don't know what's going to happen. And they are a big case of that at the moment. So I'm excited. Very excited. I'm so ready, Joel. Let's do it. Two weeks, Kyron. So we've got a two few weeks. more conferences. To, we've got a few more conferences to cover in the next. Well, two more. We've got two we've more. Got the big ones. We've got the big ones. The big ones a week out. I feel bad that we've lumped like Microsoft in like as not a big one, but I mean, well, yeah. I hit. Uh, so here's the thing. We, I I like to think that even though we haven't lumped them in with like Sony and Nintendo, like we have both expressed we are interested and very curious to see what Microsoft have. Like, I don't want to seem like we're doing them a disservice. And it's I think just how it, year, it's, it's padded yeah. out, really. Two, two, and two this, for, for each episode. This, yeah, exactly. This year is the year where we've, we've both got Xboxes, so we're, we've, we've got some sort of investment in that, in that conference now, because I'm like, oh, cool, games that appear there I can actually play. I, I can and have Games Pass to, as well? Ten bucks a month exactly. and all their exclusives go to Games Pass? Like, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Wow me. I've never played a Fable game in my life, but if they announce a new Fable game, I'll be like, all right, I'll give it a go. It's 10 bucks a month. Why, be, why, why wouldn't it? be on Games Pass. Like, yeah, why wouldn't <laughs> I? Can, why wouldn't it? Exactly. It'd be dumb not to. 
Um, it's content for this show at the very least. So <laughs> if you're going to look at yeah, it in a real, like, sort of, you know, pessimistic view. I don't, want, I don't want it to seem like we're just shuffling Microsoft off because no, no. I'm really interested. It's just I know... I feel like we are better tuned as to what we can expect from Sony and Nintendo, just personally. We're, because we're more, we've been more invested. I don't mean this again in a derogatory way, but we've been more invested in that financially and, and uh, yes, among other things over the years. And it's fair to say that, those, that those two have a lot of our favorite IPs yep. and publishers. So yeah, like it's just yep. how it shook out. But Microsoft still very much on my radar and again they had an amazing show last year yep absolutely amazing show yeah really good it was like that and ubisoft's i think were were the 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 peak last year i think the two standouts yeah definitely yeah absolutely all right karen i reckon that's an episode before we get too excited and we won't be able to sleep because we'll be able yeah before the storm brings down my house well that too yeah definitely the i hope that doesn't happen but i I was more so like you know kid at christmas time not being able to sleep because it's it is like in the morning, oh, but, yeah. I'm so excited like oh my god anyway let's, like you said let's wrap it up <laughs> yeah let's do it uh, as always we'd like to thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast we do appreciate it uh, again whatever social or whatever platform you listen to us on Podchaser Podbean uh, iTunes wherever it is chuck us a review play, a thumbs yeah. up yeah Google Play absolutely the most like it is the most yeah all the scrubbles it is the most important thing you could do for us though is is if you really do like listening to our show and you enjoy what the the stuff that we make if you could leave those ratings so other people that might be interested in listening to us and what we do will get to see us then that's the way it happens if you leave reviews it, it picks up traction and we go from there we can grow this into something that's um uh even bigger than what we are now or even even more you know more content than what we do now so that's a that's a big plus for us and a big plus for you i guess absolutely uh additionally if you want to keep up with us on the social medias you can find us both on facebook and twitter where we are just dialogue options if you would like to send us an email you can do so to we have have a new email address oh shit oh oh, premiere world premiere (laughs) <laughs> you can email us on contact at dialogueoptions.com look at that fancy Ooh. domain name domain um, name Kyron yes uh, more on that later I guess and <laughs> that's the teaser that's the stinger at the end there <laughs> stay tuned as for, our, as for our individual accounts you can find me on twitter at lowmanx where I've been tweet. I obviously my huge E3 binge has been on on show in my feed, but most recently Dark Souls. So Blight Town in 60 FPS oh. turns out not so bad. Hey, well done. Yeah. That area is much more bearable now, but holy shit, Sen's Fortress can get fucked. <laughs> oh, I I think I just let Blight Town overshadow it all the time, but Sen's Fortress is a nightmare to go through with a brand new character, and that's what I've been tweeting about. What about oh, you, Joel? Lovely. Uh, well, I've, uh, you can find me at Jolly Man, uh, Jolly Mac, Jolly Man. Wow, I'm losing the plot. Jolly you can find Man. me at Jolly Mac. Sorry, I was like, I had your Twitter handle on my brain for some reason. You can find me at Jolly Mac, where I've been pretty quiet this week. Um, but I did retweet something uh, from Lawrence Sontag from Funhouse posted, uh, just talking, going back to Battlefield V. Uh, 
he posted something that he posted a tweet saying, "Dude slides feet first while firing light machine gun, proceeds to kill twenty people." Mm, yes, good realism achieved. So immersed in history, and then woman, hold the fuck up. Uh, and I, I saw, I, I quoted that tweet and uh, put my own spin on it, which is with hashtag internet, because um, that's that's what I feel like it is. It's the internet, that's exactly guys. what it is. Um, but yeah, apart from that, I've been pretty quiet on there. I've got to get back on there, do my crunches. Good, especially going in ETH, like during Game Three, man. Twitter's a playground. Up, I love it. Yeah. Oh boy, oh, I've been man. playing too much solitaire that- before I go to bed, so that's my problem. Solit- solitaire, my god. Get hot, man. Solitaire. Well, then in that case, we shall let a wonderful theme song by Azure Flux, Strike Witches, Get Bitches, Take Us Out, yes. and we'll catch you guys next week. See ya. Bye. Bye.